0: This is stupid. You're stupid.
1: Episode 197.
2: The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. Thirty minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so.
3: It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10 10.
0: Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have thirty minutes to move your car. Move your car. You have thirty minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are
2: listening to a half hour wasted. Mount Rushmore, fourteen years and a million dollars to build. This episode will be cheaper, but may seem just as long. And
0: now, nail holes, and video. Okay. Sage, who are we looking at? Who's this? Who's that right there? Batgirl. Batgirl. We're looking at Batgirl. This is a a pastime of Sage and I. He'll come over. He'll sit. Do you have Iron Man on your computer? Let's find Iron Man.
2: I mean, Iron Man's awesome and all, but it depends. Is it
0: it Jim Lee's all-star Batgirl? Uh, no, it was it was uh, no. it was Tim uh, Bruce Tim's Batgirl.
2: Maybe Yvonne Craig's Sixties Batgirl. Oh, because that was yeah, she Yummy was. Dummy.
0: Which one do you want to see?
2: Well, that was delicious, if you will. So Sage is uh, providing good content now, while well, we remind you that you're actually listening to a podcast, and um, it's a pleasure to be here. I don't really have any kind of intro to the episode, so I'll just keep <laughs> talking about really nothing in particular waiting for you guys to catch up
0: actually Brad, I think
2: brad's laying out on me on purpose i don't know what's going on over there in frank's corner though
0: well we mm-hmm. have I'm, I'm just entertaining your son here good, with pictures good. of superheroes but we're actually participating in a uh in a in a podcast wide yes. uh program this week aren't we yes Brad? it has something, with, like,
2: like, has something to do with like the liberty bell right yes Comics. Okay. how what superhero yes. looks like a liberty bell right want... which which character is most bell like
4: Comics Podcast Theme Week, and I'm actually looking for the, mm-hmm. pardon me, looking Star. for the thread that uh, to Stark. that has the details. Okay, uh, was he Tony go. Stark?
2: That it reminds me of uh, a line from Eric Idle yeah, from a Monty Python episode. What's brown and sounds like a bell? What's, ri- what's brown <laughs> and sounds like a bell?
0: Dung! Dung!
2: It gets me every time.
0: It gets me right Dad, here. Time. I mean, you... Listeners like can't
2: see where I'm pointing. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I won. I won. Hey, back. Well, hey, go I back. spent I spent it's about uh, three minutes thinking about this before the podcast started. I jotted down some notes and I came up with uh, oh, I came up with a Mount Rushmore or twelve.
4: Okay. Well, I'm trying to find the. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find okay, uh, the guys at Comic Geek speak. Uh, every once in a while, they like to do a comics podcast theme week. Yes, they've, CGS. They've done, C-G- mm-hmm. they've done one uh, in the past about politics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, what did we participate in last year? I don't think we did. We didn't. No, because it was politics. Oh. I think it was politics. Okay, so we didn't. We didn't um, yeah. participate. We're not
0: oh, no, I actually didn't didn't learn about it until much later, but I don't know what we could have. Brought I, to the I table, would, I wouldn't have participated in. We well, it. You could talk about Lex Luthor, yeah, being, running yeah, for president.
2: So. Have, the really? fact that we live in a red state.
0: Yeah. I, I think Comic Geekspeak did mm. Prez. They did all the Prez comic books, yeah. which, by the way, is on Earth thirty-nine. Oh, wow, really? According to the Crisis Compendium. We oh, that's great. That Do you
2: have like the map of the fifty-two worlds, or is that? Oh, this. Is no, I guess that was that was world. before. Sure, that was when they are infinite worlds. Uh,
4: so this th- year. The topic is, who is on your comic creator, Mount Rushmore? Okay? For those that, people that don't know what Mount Rushmore is, wake
0: up and read a book.
2: Okay. Or go to Wikipedia or something. Yes. You, you do the Wikipedia. The well, I Wik- mean,
0: you know, some, some people just... I mean, what are people yeah. who, who don't live near in the United States? Well, Would that's why they make... That's why so they, they make mobile wiki for your phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so it's an American landmark. Mm-hmm. So, so tell about Brett for people who so don't know who. Don't everybody has a smartphone. America,
4: somebody took mm-hmm. this mountain called yes. Yes. Mount Rushmore, and they carved mm-hmm. the faces of four of the United States presidents. Yes. It's in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, the inspiration for the carving. Came from a man named Don Robinson. He was a state historian for the for the state. Okay. Uh, he originally favored a carving representing Western heroes such as John Fremont, Lewis and Clark, Sacagawea, Buffalo Bill Cody. Uh, that so would be to awesome. do the carving, Robinson wanted the sculptor Laredo Taft, but he declined the commission because of poor health. Thus, at Robinson's invitation, sculptor Gutson Borglum. Came to South Dakota in 1924. Yes, to survey uh, an area of South Dakota called the Black Hills, and he found yeah a good um a good mountain that uh, obviously was Mount Rushmore. Uh mountain with a good head on his shoulders. He was Borglum was opposed to the idea of carving Western figures, saying that it should be a quote a national monument commemorating America's founders and builders. Uh, on March the third of 1925. Uh, the federal regulation was passed by Congress authorizing the carving and setting forth the purpose for round, for the Mount Rushmore State Park, the establishment of a memorial commemorative of our national history and progress. Uh, did you hear that? What? That was every listener we have. Fast forward and get to it. <laughs> okay. Right. It was decided <laughs> that the in individuals. <laughs> and So this is why I did this research, because I never really honestly bothered to. to mm-hmm examine to explore the purpose of Mount Rushmore. Okay. Okay. So
2: basically you knew there's some old guys on the mountain. Uh,
4: It was decided that these these individuals that were on Mount Rushmore best exemplified the foundation, expansion, and preservation of the Republic of the United States. So basically it's George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt.
0: All presidents.
4: And you had something to add specifically about why they were chosen.
0: Yeah, in fact. Sagey, I'm gonna put you down, okay? All right. Okay. Well, I'll show you later, okay? Yeah. It's right there, you see? Boom. Okay, there you go. I'm gonna put. put okay, I'm gonna put you okay. down. Say good night. All right. So good night, Sage. Goodnight.
2: All right. Go get yeah. Daddy, okay, everybody? Yay, go get yay, daddy yay everybody, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Okay, Sage. Hug. Okay.
4: He looks like his puppy just died. Uh, uh, okay.
2: I may have to uh, call in the professor on this one. Uh,
0: Okay, so let, let me read, read this. This is very, very brief. Okay. Um, Washington, being the first president, represents the birth of our country. Oh, no, wait. Don't type on that one. Not mm-hmm. on that one. Lincoln embodies the preservation of our nation, uh, confronting the challenge of the Civil War. Jefferson symbolizes the expansion of our nation, as he, uh, as he was credited with the Louisiana Purchase. And Theodore Roosevelt represents the development of our country. Uh, he promoted construction of the Panama Canal. Which are okay. all important in their Teddy. times. So I can right. see, I can, right. see no, 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 <laughs> I can see why. He uh, also carried a big stick. Those are my notes.
4: I can see why people would choose different, different answers for this question. Yeah, because I mean, they mean something. Like you took it specifically. Like I assume because you read that, you you pictured one person in comics history that that yeah. fits in those categories.
0: And I could t- I could tell you I, I I I had a very hard time coming up with one person for each of these. Okay. Really? I I didn't get that specific, Mm -hmm. but I
4: just followed the general guideline Mm -hmm. about the foundation, expansion, and preservation. You know, kind of along the same lines, but I didn't get specific like this person did this. And we can we can uh, talk
0: about each. uh, I guess as we come to each face, we can talk about what they represent. Hey, (laughs) the professor (laughs) just walked in holding a T-shirt. Now, professor, describe the shirt that you're holding. I'm
1: not going to be able. um, Okay, it says the original
3: founding fathers. And in the background, it has the uh, Mount Rushmore, and in the
2: foreground, it has four uh, well-known chiefs. I know Red Cloud, um, oh Geronimo, I forget the other names, they're pretty... Is
0: so it's one sitting bull, maybe? This oh kind of yeah, reminds me of bowl. sitting bull. I think
1: this one's sitting
0: bull. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the other one's names. Now, this is kind of important to you, because you have Native American heritage, right? Yes. For our listeners who don't know.
1: I came from a reservation... So, yeah. She's
0: dressed like Sacagawea right now. <laughs> She's always dressed that way. It's really cute. You know how we know uh, Indians were the first Americans. It, it's okay because we use the they entire animal. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh. Nice. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right, good night, Sash.
4: All right. So, Bill informed us Thank that you. he he created twelve. twelve. Twelve Mount Rushmore? So. Let me, uh, this does not
2: surprise me. Let me give you some background. <laughs> this I'm going to give you right now uh, exactly um, the preparation I did for this. Okay, I'm done.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: but no, I just um, uh, my concept was you know the the founding fathers. The uh, not I mean clearly you know Teddy Roosevelt and Lincoln were not founding fathers. I get that you know don't email me, but uh, the idea that these were you know the four most you know four of the most important Americans in the creation of our country. So, um that's uh that's where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. But you know, one li- the one list uh probably the uh the prime list uh that I have was so obvious and so easy that it was not satisfying to me. Uh, so, you know I came up with some I came up with some uh, some different uh the some different slants on it.
0: There is one that's very obvious to me and I guess mm-hmm. we'll get to it when when we get there but yes. uh, but yeah, one that I felt was just so obvious that I had to come up with something else. Because I I, well, I I put two obvious choices on. Okay, and then I I
4: actually did some thinking about two others. Okay, so um, how are we going to deal, Carmine with your, Infantino? How are we going to deal one with, with your twelve?
2: Well, we can go through them very quickly if you want.
4: Do you have a serious answer for this? Uh, no, one uh, these that you would like to. No,
2: these all every one of these. A couple of these are like you know my personal tastes. Um but no, all of these I, I none of these are a joke, okay.
0: If you had to pick one Uh no, I I your pi- belt for this I would say you would you have to pick one of the four. Yes, and I've then, got and one. Then we can expand
2: Yes, I've let's, got one. Let's do this. you
0: give us
4: your one, your main one, mm-hmm. and then we'll give our deals. And right. then for grins and giggles, we will yeah. listen to the rest of your you know, I I could probably come up with another be, be, one or two yeah, off the top Yeah, because of I have I have too. one or two
2: for each of each of
0: them as well.
2: So. I just it was impossible. I mean, uh, again, you know the mount the actual Mount Rushmore of comics, and that that's what I thought it was uh, was the Mount Rushmore of comics. Basically. It is. That's exactly okay. what it is. Um, now I that took it. I took it that easy. four
0: slots, four people, yeah. four things, one in each. each that
2: took show. yeah. It took me. It took me about. It took me about sixteen point eight seconds One, to whip that list out, okay. and it just didn't. It seemed way too easy. One of the caveats, yes, that um, <clears throat> Peter Rios of CGS said is
1: that
4: the only requirement for participating would be that that's the topic of discussion. Now, what your Mount Rushmore means to you—that's
0: whatever you know. Mm, it, whatever we it should have set some ground yeah. rules. <laughs> Because <laughs> we kind of – it looked like we kind of went all over the place. Well, but that's par for the course. This yeah. is what – It's
2: the whole point. I mean, I, I think the idea is for us not to ape the answers right. of, you know, the other 90-some-odd podcasts are going to be doing this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So I just, hopefully we did. I
4: just went straight for the, okay, what does Mount Rushmore mean? Why does it exist? Mm-hmm. Okay, now how, do the, how does that uh, equal – you know, how do those – People on the mountain equal to people in comics history, and so that's just what I came up with. Yes.
2: Okay, Bill. Okay. Well, uh, again. Uh-oh. It's time for a freak fact. Freak fest. Freak fight.
0: I like the echo. Mister Majestic from the Wildstorm universe. His fortress of solitude is Mount Rushmore. Oh. That is true. A really? topical,
2: mm-hmm. frank fact. That's that's what I think is awesome. One
0: of my favorite heroes too. Oh yeah,
2: you should be proud. So is it me up first then? Yeah, um, let's um, setting the uh, give setting us the standard or lowering the bar, however that works.
4: Give us your four. Okay. Say their names and then yep. and then give us brief reasons why. Well, no, Honestly, no, no. how
0: about this? How about we just break it down? Because this way, in case we have doubles or something like that, it might be easier. Why don't we just start with each president and where what would go with them? So, like, I Washington. didn't break, it. I didn't, well, break, see, it like I didn't break it down like I didn't that. break it down like that. We so know. I'm sorry. I've got I just got
2: I've got four in no particular order. Okay, over, I, and, I, over I, and over and over again.
0: Okay, I broke. Well, then I guess I could do that with mine. Though. Well, All then right. yeah. let's <laughs> okay. Look. Well, well, let's <laughs> let's do this.
2: I'll be glad. I'll volunteer. I'll lay myself out. On the altar and you, let you guys just hack away at me. You say your four. And my virginity. Yes.
4: You say your four. Mm-hmm. I'll say my four. And then we'll go back to Bill and he can explain, you know, why he chose what he chose. And if either one of us have the same people, then mm-hmm. we can also chime in on that particular okay. person. Fantastic. Okay. So okay. Who, who's your four?
2: Schuster, Simon, Kane, and
0: Lee.
4: Okay. Stan Lee? Yes. Say say the, all the names. So
0: uh, names.
2: Jerry Schuster, okay. Joe Simon, Bob Kane, Stanley. Lee. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, Is
4: that your main one out of all your... Uh,
2: yeah, I was okay. going to say that for last, but since you guys were you know getting all weird about it, I figured I'd go ahead and throw that one out. For the
0: birth of the country?
2: For the birth of comic books? Just as just I tell us it, your four names. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Caveman. Christopher Reeves. Well, you have to let me explain it. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Reeves Image Comics and Jack Kirby and That's your Mount Rushmore? That's my Mount Rushmore Cavemen yes. Interesting Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. Image
4: Comics and
2: I assume you're speaking who? You're speaking of French Cavemen I
0: assume Yes I am And yes. who,
4: who was the last one? Uh, Jack Kirby Jack Kirby okay. okay Mine is Stan Lee Jack Kirby Roy Thomas and Julius Schwartz Hmm. So, let's go back to Bill.
2: May your list be with you, 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 you. <laughs> you
4: picked uh picked, other than Stan Lee, you picked three artists.
2: Well, Schuster and Simon created Superman.
4: Simon and Schuster, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that, was on, no, that no. was on my list too. For no, the I'm first sorry. One. Huh? It wasn't Simon and Schuster. It was Siegel and Schuster.
2: So, uh, sorry, 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 Simon. I mean Siegel. I mean Siegel. I mean. So Simon. did you mean to, s- to say? Yes, Siegel? of course I did. The, okay. the creators of Superman. Okay. Um, the creator of Batman and the creator of uh, the modern age of Marvel Comics. I mean, basically, okay. the guys who, who who laid the foundation for DC Comics, the guys who laid the foundation for Marvel Comics. And and frankly, what I wanted to do uh, was I wanted for uh, Schuster and Siegel to be one and then have Kane, Lee, and Jack Kirby. I wanted to slide Kirby up on that mountain, too. Well, but I didn't know if you could have a double up and then... There's know, only four
4: others. people on...
2: There's only four people on on. Mount well, North in that North. case, Jack Kirby is honorable mention. Okay. He's you can find him in the gift shop down <laughs> at the bottom. Okay. He's cast he's out of novelty. He's cast out of some kind of acrylic, but it looks like stone. Let's get Stanley out
4: of the way since it's. It was on I think both we of can, our lists. Can we all
2: agree on that?
4: Yeah, it wasn't on Frank's list. But, it wasn't on my well, list. But, well, but, yeah, he, but he, was, he was. So but a he
0: was. He's in on one of my categories. I did it by categories as to what they represent. He's, oh. he's under Pick holder he's, in the gift shop under under at the bottom <laughs> of wow, ah. Stan Lee for me is under expansion, and I can explain that when he okay. comes okay. out my site. I think uh, for me, obviously, it's that he
4: pretty much created a whole universe and the foundation of the Marvel Universe, you know. And so what we have today as the Marvel Universe wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Stanley. Mm-hmm. I mean
2: well that's uh, basically although what it boils you down to I, it Stan Lee, though and we've read, you know, more than once that uh you know Stanley gets credit and rightly so for the Marvel uh, the Marvel universe but it's almost like uh quarterback um he gets way too much credit for the things they do well, you know, and uh, not he much also credit gets for blamed. the things they do bad.
0: Well, now he does get blamed for, the, for when things go well, wrong. Well, the Marvel method
2: that uh that he kind of imported from what Marvel had been in its previous incarnation uh, was to um, basically give them a, a Judd Apatow, uh, Larry David-like outline and the artist would create the story through the visuals and then Stan Lee would literally go back and place the dialogue um, over the pictures. And oftentimes he would have to change the story. Um, uh, his story. Certainly his dialogue was modified heavily.
0: Are you poo-pooing?
2: No, I'm not. I'm just saying okay. that I'm just saying that uh, that Stan Lee uh, is, is the the one to look at in the Marvel Universe. I'm just saying that he's not the only one. I mean, you know, Ditko and Kirby um, get an incredible amount of, or should get an incredible amount of, uh, you know, the same kind of accolades for the creation of the, the Marvel Universe as we know today because it was Ditko and Kirby doing the artwork on almost everything that, you know, Stan Lee wrote.
0: And, and if you look at... At Mount Rushmore, there yeah. were four men there that represent certain things, but there were well, hundreds of people behind them doing other things. Yeah. So you had to get a representative, one representative to embody that. We're looking for an embodiment. I, I suppose so. I mean, a part
2: of it's a uh, just a simple fairness issue.
0: Yeah, and and that's a hard question because yeah. it's like, so who gets the credit? Yeah, you know, the way I answered it was was based on Washington being uh, you know he represents the birth of the country so i was so i I'm thought to myself
4: <clears throat> i'm glad you went about it that way yeah. thinking of cuz i never i never you know they, generally they said you know it was based on you know the foundation and expansion of the but i i wasn't aware that it got that specific that washington was yeah. picked for this one deal so i'm interested to hear what what your thoughts are
0: so siegel and schuster like you said yes that's the birth that's superman that's what everyone agrees is the birth of the modern comic book you can even even say superman himself mm-hmm. i thought that that's kind of obvious so i'm I'm gonna skip that there's there's another character named a yellow kid who's kind of he came before them he was a character okay again a, a little obscure but is that really the birth of comic books? It was kinda I was researching, it's kinda arguable. I mean it is. It, he's given credit because he used word balloons. He was one okay. of the first characters to use word balloons. I went with cavemen. The French cavemen as 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 you Bill That's pointed I'm talking out. About. Because yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need a little explanation on this. Uh in France they discovered caves back in the thirties that had caveman drawings. The first pictographs, that it, told it, a story. the story. The first maybe it was Bruce. The Wayne.
2: first cave paintings that we know of were from the area that is now France.
0: So they were good for something. Yes. Oh my! I didn't say that. So here we have these somebody's these get an email. cavemen, oh, whether no. somebody's <laughs> going to get an email, whether they're Neanderthals, whether they're I don't know what, but these cavemen, these men, were telling a story with pictures, and that's what yes. comics are about. Telling a story with pictures. I like so the they, fact that you thinking the, out of the box. The story yeah, is like. that
2: the woolly mammoth is hard to kill with spears. Yeah. That's pretty much the story.
0: And, and you know what's interesting about and fire is good. About the about the cavemen is that they wouldn't is that they didn't do depictions of themselves though. They only did animals. It's because they don't know what they look like because they didn't have no mirrors. Well, they the one theory wow. is is that they is that maybe they you know they thought maybe. It was taboo to do that. So is or this the beginning trying to, of religion? Is capture the animal's of,
2: soul or something? Yeah, like is, is this is
0: this take, is this the beginning of soul? Anyway, that's getting a little too How deep. Is this the Halloween episode? So that's that's hey, why I chose read,
4: Have you read latest issue <laughs> of Clerg's book? <laughs> it good. <laughs> it good. Inking muddy <laughs> but plot good. <laughs> it late too. <laughs> Me ask clerk why late? He say, "Cause cave wife was yelling at him." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not wife, cave wife. Cave wife. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, next round. Who else do we have? Well, who's your second one? What's that? Uh, well, you, you and I had Kirby. Kirby. Okay. So give me I'm, hit me with the Kirby. So I chose Kirby. Theodore Roosevelt represents the development of our country. So I chose Kirby. Here's why. I also had Jeff Johns in there, but I'll explain why I chose Kirby. Kirby developed the language of comics. He 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 developed what the modern comic book is. If you look at comic books before him and after him, they're drawn a certain way, but his language of telling comic books—that's a modern. It became very modernized with him. Can I read something that supports yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, he developed the language. That's why I chose Kirby. This quote
4: I got from uh, his entry in Wikipedia. Jack Kirby created a new grammar or language of storytelling in a cinematic style of motion. Once wooden characters cascaded from one frame to another or even from page to page, threatening to fall right out of the book onto the reader's lap. The force of punches thrown was visibly and explosively yeah. evident, even at rest, a Kirby character pulsed with tension and energy in a way that makes movie versions of the same characters seem static by comparison.
0: Hmm. That's so exactly he, what you said. So wow. he was dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Now, I also had Jeff Johns in there, kind of for the same reason, but in a modern way. I mean, he's taken Jeff Johns has taken older elements of stories and developed them, stories we know already, and developed them into something new. Yes. But I felt that he didn't... Uh, deserve that accolade because he's so new he's still developing his craft. Well he yeah he's so well he's I not gave it one to of, Kirby.
2: he's not one of the founders of the industry. Yeah. He just he, he may be one of its bright you know brightest stars right mm-hmm. now. And and you know he's certainly on one of these uh lists I've got on my page here. But um uh, but yeah.
4: Okay. Now Brad, why did you choose him? Because of what I just read. Okay. And because of the same thing you said. He created a new way, <clears throat> like you said, a new language. <clears throat> Personally, uh, I'm not a huge fan of of his art and never have been, but I can look at it and look at what came before, and it's night and day. It's night and day. It is, and I really think that he he lucked out being the first one to come up with that idea of, of that new language. Somebody may have eventually done it, mm-hmm. but not that he lucked out, but... You know, he thought of it first.
0: Oh, his his mind worked in a way, his his internal camera was going okay. You know, all if you look at comic book two forty, camera is always eye level. Here it is, you know, basically always looking straight. Here it is, but you know, he went low. He had dynamic angles. He had people moving. That's just what that's what made him special. He developed a language and commandi, and and, and commandi, yeah, right, right, <laughs> in his blue jean shorts. He was the last <laughs> boy on
2: Earth. Yeah, that's not a new idea. I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, At least back in the
0: I got to tell you about back well, in the early '60s. I got to tell you something about this one. Right? Oh, hey, that Speaking
2: may be that may be the Mount that may be on the Mount Rushmore of comic events. By the way, okay, yes. we're, we're we're talking
0: about the Crisis I, Compendium because I, I think I happened to bring
2: it tonight, and I was going to tell something about, because I think there can be a number of different Mount Rushmores. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that you're going to have to carve all these out, but uh, but there's a number of different ways you could go about this mm-hmm. so yeah I, I it did i've never even occurred to me uh to uh do a mount rushmore of comic events because i guess that's not necessarily the idea here mm. it's how you it, want it, to interpret it I, I
4: yeah absolutely. it is it's just how it yeah and that was the thing it's however you wanted to interpret it <coughs> who else do we have well hang on like you picked one person for each mm-hmm. deal stanley and jack kirby you know i i I'd read something that it said it was uh it was decided the Evangels that the individuals who best exemplified the foundation expansion and preservation of the Republic, they Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were w- what I thought of as the foundation. Mm-hmm. So
2: Absolutely. I said I really you know I honestly think that uh Schuster and Siegel um should I don't know, they should have like conjoined heads or something. <laughs> because they don't you know, it's not really two people. I mean
0: or or do you just represent him with Superman? Yeah. Uh, you know what,
2: and that would actually be uh totally fine. Yeah. Um yeah, you put you put Superman's little spit curl up there and you know. Sure. I think that would work. Mm. Yeah. Okay, um who else was on your list?
4: Uh Kane, Schuster, Bob Lee, Kane, yeah. And Stanley. Bob yeah. Kane.
1: Well let's talk and about I do now have,
4: there's some controversy and I do have around, around Kane. In here. Um really. Okay. Yeah, I, I, there's a Bill Finger. Yeah. Right. Apparently At Bill Finger isn't getting all the credit he deserves for the the look of Batman. Or the well it, it uh,
0: I, and guys you can yeah, listeners this you can correct us if you're wrong but I believe the the thing is is that is that uh Kane took a lot more credit for Batman than he really should have and put his name as creator of Batman when it was really a co-creation. Bill Finger was actually just as much a part of it. And Bob Kane is is so known to be somewhat of a plagiarizer when it came to artwork. So educate me. Uh uh was uh
2: Mr. Finger uh, the artist then?
0: No. He was a writer. He was
2: a writer, yeah.
4: He okay. was a writer. So and the reason Bob Kane
2: to this day is
4: credited as being you know Bob Kane or Batman mm-hmm. created by Bob Kane. Yeah. You know, he, he there was some kind of legal thing that was going on and part of the settlement, part of the you know the dispute. What he got out of the dispute was that he would be given credit as the creator of Batman from here on till the sun explodes, and in each of you know comic book that Batman appears in or whatever. But I'm looking up his wiki yes, right now. Not
2: much of a deal for Mr. Finger, though, huh? No, and and that's the whole thing is that
4: you know Bill Finger got screwed basically. Yeah, but regardless of whether that's true or not. Bob Kane is the face of Batman, mm-hmm. who is one of the most popular cultural yeah. Well,
2: what's icons interesting in in America? What's interesting to me is that is that the, the the concept of Batman basically took about fifty years to really catch on, because you know from Superman's Superman's birth all the way up until I don't know. Basically, the 80s, um, you know, comics were very, you know, silver agey. You know, it was a lot of black and white. It was a lot of good guys against bad guys. You know, the the, the grays of herodom, you know, the stuff that um, uh, Nolan uh, explores in the Batman movies, um, didn't really show up, you know, until, uh, I don't know, maybe you give, uh, what, Denny O'Neill and uh, Neil Adams uh, credit for doing that uh, during their Raza Ghoul run, you know, that. That general era of Batman, uh, where it started becoming uh, dark and gritty, um, you know, did that launch you know an entire industry that was soon you know populated by Frank Miller and guys like that. Your Alan Moores, your you know, um, I I do have just a little bit here
0: I can read. All right. Bill Finger said he was uh, he offered such suggestions as giving the character Cal uh, a scallop cape instead of wings and adding gloves, leaving mask eye holes blank. Uh, to, connote, uh, to uh, condone to uh, condone uh, to bring about mystery yes and removing the bright section from the original costume suggest uh suggesting instead a black and gray color scheme according to kane bill finger was con- was a contributing force on batman right from the beginning he wrote most of the great stories and was an influential in setting the style and genre other writers would emulate so okay. they, there's just a little bit. So yeah uh, so like Bill Finger kind of gets just a little left out, you know. It, it's like the Simon. You know, it's like, like Simon. You know, Schuster without Simon, or vice versa. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a team effort, but Kane right. gets all the credit. Or without Garfunkel, why exactly? Did, right.
4: Why did you put Bob Kane on your list?
2: Uh, because, in my humble opinion, uh, the um, Mount Rushmore is about the creation of a country. And the creation of a comics industry was Superman, Batman, and uh, you know the Marvel Method. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I would agree wholeheartedly. And and you know again, you know Lee, uh, I hate to leave Ditko off. I mean Ditko, you know, he wasn't screaming to create stories like uh, Kirby was. Um, what's odd though is the idea that Ditko was uh, was much more uh, not defensive in a self-defeating way necessarily, but uh, Ditko is much more likely to stand up to Lee and say, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, whereas Kirby, um, you know, is very much considered kind of a larger-than-life you know figure, I think, because of his body of work and, you know, his literally his style of art. But uh, he was a very passive-aggressive man. Um, he would stew in his own juices. He would become bitter you know embittered you know against his employers and stuff but he would never actually speak up um he would uh find a way to leave the company rather than uh confront um things he thought were injustices or you know bad business practices or you know his his particular treatment or whatever um it's always thought it was interesting it's very kind of it's not uh it's not intuitive you know you would think that uh kirby would be a, a real you know arly army you know a real headbanger basically, but he was anything but. Um and I don't know uh if that has anything to do with uh his his far out uh you know, ideas, but I mean you give him credit for, you know, the new gods and you know, all sorts of stuff that was just, you know, you know, completely coming out of left field. I mean, he gets credit for some of the most truly original stuff we'd seen in comics, you know, at that time. You know, barring the creation of Superman Batman.
0: Um, you know, going just real quick back to, um, to Bill Kane, I finally found that article where they talk about the plagiarizing and stuff like that. And there's a lot of detail in it, but, uh, the link is dial B for com, And then there's a, it's in the archive section. I'm sure if you just look up, uh, let's see, name of The article is the haunting of Robert Kane. That's the name of the article. (coughs) And then you can, you can read it and you can see the plagiarism, uh, the accused plagiarism, and all the other things. Who was next on your list, Frank? Let's see. I th- believe I had. I remember Image, Image
4: Comics. Image Comics, and uh, there was one more that and.
0: Jack, oh, Christopher Reeve. Okay. Uh, let me go with. I guess Chris Reeve. What does he symbolize? Uh, he uh, he represents. And I struggled a little bit with this one. The preservation of comics and what i mean by that is when he came about when superman the movie came out when christopher reeve came out and played that part he ignited a whole bunch of excitement in people i don't know if he made sales better for comic books or not i really don't but you know when i when i was trying to look up preservation what does that mean How, you know who who's preserving comic books like, and to me, when I thought about that, I thought, well, pre- pre- preserving, does that also mean getting people excited about it, keeping the art going? Then I thought about, well, who, who makes them popular all the time? And you could argue Stan Lee on that, but I decided to go with like an everyman, something everyone would know, Superman. I mean, you can walk up to anybody who's never read a comic book and say Superman, and they know that he was a comic book hero. Yeah. You know, they may not have read him, but they know he's a comic book hero. So I went with, so I thought Christopher Reed would be a good represent representative for that. I like it.
4: Interesting. Not Dean Kane then.
0: Not Dean Kane, no. <laughs> Fair enough.
4: Along the same thought process of preservation mm-hmm. of the Republic. I picked Roy Thomas for that. Now, obviously he was you know, huge at, at DC. Um, he you know, was instrumental in, you know. Preserving the the spirit of the JSA mm-hmm. and 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 just so much, but the, what gets me is his work at Marvel. Um, he he, in my mind, he preserved, he saved, he kept things going that Stan Lee started.
2: Well, he had to follow Stan Lee. How often in history has someone followed? You know, one of the great innovators one of the great artists one of the great whatever and been able to keep it going without a noticeable dip i mean it's pretty amazing you know what he what he did to the marvel universe i think he he matured it a little bit i'm you know i've always preferred you know bronze age to silver age you know without a doubt and his stories uh his stories had more layers and uh, more texture and more characterization and um yeah uh, it doesn't hurt that uh yeah, he was responsible for the Avengers and Doctor Strange, which are two of my, you know, touchstones growing up. Let me read this. Uh,
4: he took over as Marvel Comics editor in chief for Stan- from Stan Lee uh, for the years nineteen seventy two to seventy four. So he had the big job. Yeah, Stanley he uh, he took over Uncanny X Men from Stan Lee from sixty six to sixty eight. He took over writing Avengers from Stan Lee, from 1966 to 1972. He took over writing Daredevil, from Stan Lee, from 69 to 70. Yep. He took over writing The Incredible Hulk, from Stan Lee, from 1970 to 72. He took over writing Amazing Spider-Man, from Stan Lee, from 71 to 72. Fantastic Four, from Stan Lee, from 72 to 73. Um, and this list that's all he has, is taking over... From Stan Lee, but uh, he was preceded by uh, a man named Arnold Drake on Uncanny X Men. He wrote it from sixty nine to seventy. <clears throat> he wrote Conan the Barbarian from nineteen seventy to nineteen eighty, and that was you know huge at Marvel. Uh, he wrote Man Thing in nineteen seventy two. He wrote Captain America in nineteen seventy seven. It was preceded by Jack Kirby, of all people. He wrote Fantastic Four. Uh, in 1975 to 1977 uh, after he wrote it first in 72, 73 Jerry Conway took over he went back to it in 75 to 77 and then he also started the What If uh, comic in 77 he wrote Thor from 78 to 80 Uh, he also wrote I didn't know this he wrote another run in uh, 94 to 95 but he took you know, Avengers, Hulk, Fantastic Four, the big guns, Spider Man, mm-hmm. that Stan Lee started, and he kept them going. He,
2: yeah. you know, kept the heart pumping. Of An amazing Marvel. feat. And by the way, how do you write six, eight titles a month? I just, I truly don't understand how, how someone can do that. You know, uh, I know you got guys like, you know, Bendis who comes close these days, but I just, I don't understand how you come up with that many new ideas in a month much less, you know, in a career.
0: I am just by coincidence I happen to bring my crisis uh compendium. And it has all these memos in it that were in DC Traffic. And there's one by Roy Thomas. This is dated 1984. This just goes to show and this is addressed to Marv Wolfman, Uh, Len Wee and some other people and it's from Roy Thomas. And I thought I'd read just a little bit just to show his nuance, just to show how much he thinks. Now this is a long memo, but I'm only going to read maybe two paragraphs here. Uh, I'll skip the intro. Um, Anyway, just a few thoughts. Hope I won't repeat myself too much on crisis crisis changes as we discuss. Though not to be implemented without our discussion uh, discussing them further. One, stripey... Who is uh who is an old golden age stripesy stripesy, who who has a young son and lives in Nevada in the Nevada desert, as per Infinity Ink number eleven might die too. This is he's given permission for people to die, and that would leave Sylvester Pimpleton with a son of sorts to bring up, feeling responsible, etc. Good reason for him spending less time with uh, the inferiors, especially in costume. Two, even Star Spangled Kid could die. Little as I like the idea, we could discuss, and then uh, Brainwave Junior would inherit 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 the studio a bit later due to being related to Silverstone by adoption. I have mixed feelings about this, but it's worth thought. And it continues through that. And as you can see, there's a web of relationships and stuff yeah. like that that of of Earth Two and Golden Heroes that Roy Thomas knows so. Well, now this goes on for like a page and a half of just directions to these guys. So, per Brad's, Brad's, uh, um, what well he just said, Roy Thomas really is just kind of an amazing guy. And, and he does warrant being up there. How glad do you think he was that they invented post it notes <laughs> or email? No, this was before email because in here he k- talked about Xeroxing it and handing it yeah, to people.
2: Yeah, because he had it mimeographing. <laughs> uh, because you got to keep all that stuff straight. Yeah. You know, I, um, uh, listened to the, uh, the Legion of Substitute podcasters interview, Paul Levitz, um, mm-hmm. uh, a couple months back. And, um, yeah, he's basically talking about how he, he pretty much had to have it written out on the wall. You know, he pretty much had to have, you know, a, a literal physical map of what he was thinking, where he was going, and, and how all the characters, you know, how he kept all those, those you know, chainsaws juggling in the air. So, yeah, pretty impressive stuff. But dude received a ton of awards
4: two um wikipedia lists a bunch 69 he won something alley award for best writer yes 71 shazam award for best writer uh 73 shazam award for best individual story 74 shazam for superior achievement by an individual 77 favorite comic book writer at the eagle awards do just forget goes, best attendance it just goes on and on and on so the guy you know is he quote unquote is he trapped in the golden age and silver age maybe, but you need that stuff.
2: Well, I think Roy Thomas gets a lot of credit for bringing us out of the Silver Age into the Bronze Age because yep. it was a, a, you know. No, I totally he, agree. I mean, he also did stuff with DC too. Um, yeah, I know.
4: And I, I know I didn't touch on it, but uh, you know, there's the, all everything he did with JSA you know, it was just in the All-Star Squadron. I mean, yep. you know, half of DC wouldn't exist now, if it wasn't for that stuff,
2: yeah, I mean, you don't go as far as to say he saved Marvel because Marvel didn't need saving at the time, but it would have been so easy to have had a an you know
0: you know he developed Marvel and he and he probably saved DC I think it's probably or not or, or yeah. streamlined now that DC. could be
2: because I know I'm trying to remember what year Roy Thomas took over um, some of those uh, titles in DC land, but it was the uh, very end of the 70s where they had their. Their big comics explosion followed by their company's implosion. Um, that was around to, the seventies. Uh, it was the late. very late seventies. Yeah. So it makes you wonder if they floundered a bit until Roy Thomas came in. You know, not that he was editor in chief or anything, but did he help him get back on track? I'd know? probably
4: put the last guy on my list as the guy who "quote unquote" saved DC. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, let's talk one. about Julie. Marv Shorts. Wolfman. <laughs> no,
0: I'm going to hear your image. Image. Um, you know, and I I struggled with this one a little bit because it symbolizes expansion. Now, yeah, these are the other people who kind of honorable mentions, I guess. There was Stan Lee, which is, you know, he was expanding the comic book universe. He was, he was, you know, he could fit under a lot of categories. The Fantastic Four, because they kind of represented a new beginning for comic books, you know, a a new kind of hero team. Well, but but they they were kind of weak too.
2: But they were a direct, um, they were a direct reaction to the Justice League. Yeah. So it, it wasn't necessarily Stan Lee waking up in the middle of the night, Eureka, I've got an idea. It was, you know, you the mean owner. Excelsior? Yeah, no kidding. It was the owner of uh, Timely Comics. It, was it Was it still Timely Comics no, up until Marvel. that point? It because was Marvel it, by that point? Was know. it Timely like back in the 30s? Was yeah. It? Okay. Yeah, it was Timely um, a lot earlier. Yeah, anyway, so it was the, the owner coming to Stan Lee saying, you need to make me a Justice League of America. And thank goodness that Stan Lee, you know, he had, you know, his brilliant idea um, was that this is going to be something that could theoretically happen in our world. You know, you could be walking down the street and, you know, a costume figure, you know, a Reed Richards, you know, and Sue might be standing there looking into a store window. You know, you could actually pass by these people. You could interact with these people. These people were down to earth. They actually had human problems. Whereas, you know, as we've had this discussion many times where, you know, DC, you know, you're dealing with archetypes. And in Marvel, you're dealing with, you know, humans who just happen to have abilities that most people
0: don't have. And it, it, I mean, it also represents the founding of what would be the marvel universe i mean the fantastic four represents everything came after the fantastic four for marvel spider-man yeah. thor so that was the 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 found uh, the groundwork but you know so that was the, uh, that was my idea for expansion i yeah. thought mm, maybe not that good i went i had to look up this guy's name mike richardson does that ring a bell with anyone no uh, why do i think he's associated with dark horse because he created dark dark horse okay so and I thought, well, that's a it's good one for because Brad. yeah, because he, you know, okay. So here's someone who's kind of, ex- you know, the third big one out there. You can argue whether Dark Horse is is one of the big comic book companies, but I thought eh, maybe. Uh, I even thought George Lucas, um, for a while, but I thought that's. G- I was trying to tie it in with Star Wars comics, but then that okay. one took me back to Dark Horse, and I thought, no, that's not yeah. a good. Connection. Well,
2: but but the Star Wars comics were always. Were always distributed produced whatever by marvel by dc yeah by that Dark became Horse, very muddy for me whoever so I thought. and they were never written by george lucas yeah. they were you know he and, and again that's where i got muddy his, too yeah. It was
4: just like
0: you know he created it you but guys know Disney? who
4: wrote the first i think if i'm correct who wrote the first six issues of Len wing of star wars i think it was roy thomas roy thomas i think nice
2: I'll are you talking about up. the you talking about the, the movie Marvel, novelization?
4: Yes, the Marvel six okay. the, the ongoing series that started with the six yes. the first six issues were this the um.
2: I've still got the, the, the uh i still got the first the first three issues uh when it was released in that, that awesome giant comic oh, yeah. format they used to have. Uh, the I've dollar got, the giant dollar comic. I've still got eight or nine of those bad boys laying mm-hmm. around. I mean I used to I, the the Doctor Strange one, I mean, I still remember like it was yesterday, you know, get my buck. 50 together and mailing it to Marvel. (laughs) And, you know, please allow four to six to eight to 14 weeks for delivery. (laughs) And it finally showed up one day and I've still got the sucker. Um, same with that one too. Um, uh, but it's the, the first one is the first three issues and you have to buy another one for the The second three issues. And I never had the last Mm -hmm. three issues. Very sad. I still don't know how the movie ended.
4: (laughs) I, I remember getting, you know, my subscription comics in the mail, uh, wrapped in that brown oh yes that brown paper, Absolutely. like garbage sack or uh, you know paper sack grocery
2: bag stuff god those were awesome days man comics were like 35 cents it <laughs> was grand
4: um it shows here that on comic book db that uh he wrote roy thomas wrote issues 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 and 10 ooh oh what was
2: what was seven, eight, nine? I feel sorry uh, for whoever wrote <laughs> issue eleven. Seven
4: number six was called. Is this the final chapter? Hey, let me let me read this number question one, mark. The, the issues uh, issue one was titled with Star Wars. Issue two, six against the galaxy. Three Death Star exclamation point. Oh. Four in battle with Darth Vader. Okay. Five low the moons of Yavin exclamation point. Excellent. Six is this dash the final chapter <laughs> question mark. No seven new planets, new perils! Uh, exclamation. That but of sounds course, like a
0: new. That sounds like an extension of the universe. Well,
4: that's that was, you know, six ended the first so, movie, the movie, and yeah. seven was like, okay, where do we go from here? Okay. Oh, I have hey. an idea. Let's put this, okay, did, green rabbit with long ears in it, and have him as a main character.
2: Mm-hmm. Did issue seven come out before or after Splinter of the Mind's Eye? Oh, that I don't know. It's got a cover date of
4: January seventy-eight, and so I won-
0: and I wonder what the relationship with Luke so and it Leia was. came out before. So,
2: issue seven of Star Wars may be the first expanded universe expanded universe story in the history of Star Wars expanded Might universe be. stories. Number eight is called. We'll call them SUSs from here. Yeah, eight e- for e- Aduba,
4: Aduba three. three.
2: Eight for Aduba three. Okay. Well, that, that's a, a noticeable increase from six against the galaxy. Yeah. Now you got eight, <laughs> and so it's like, you know, it's like thirty-seven percent more or something.
4: Nine is showdown on a wasteland world, and ten is behemoth
0: from the world. And below. ten is the Christmas special. Wow. <laughs> Yay! The comic, the, the comic version of the Christmas special. <laughs> um, okay, getting back to the topic. Yeah, I decide to go with image, because that was expansion that was uh creators getting together creating a company expanding from the big two and making their own thing happen and them getting paid for it and opening up new worlds suddenly we don't have just dc and marvel suddenly we have whatever the creator wanted to create and they got paid for it and you know they you know they kept what they created that was kind of a new concept I so like
4: Frank's thought process on this whole Marvel Comics. Mount I mean, uh, sorry, so
0: Image Comics. Image
2: Comics. I have a, uh, I have a tie into this Image Comics, but I I don't know if I should wait until we're done with our our current circle. That's of everybody
4: on your list, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, okay. can I give you Hang on, I got one more for Okay, to finish out my All list
2: right. and it's uh Julia Schwartz
4: and uh he he um exemplified the um the expansion aspect for me. Um let me get my notes here. He uh, in 1944 he became an editor at All American Comics, one of the companies that evolved into DC Comics. Uh, in the 1950s, he saw the over he oversaw the revival of superheroes such as the Flash, Green Lantern, Hawkman, the Batman, Adam, which led to the Silver Age of comic books. You know, Flash one twenty three. So that's where you know th- the whole concept of the multiverse started. You know, the Earth 1 and Earth 2. The yes. Jay Garrick and Barry Allen.
0: That, that's arguably where the DC mess started. Was yeah. Was with that one. Yeah. And I talk no, about mess. I mean, a multiv- mess. Well, a glorious,
2: it wonderful mess. Yes. And I'll give you that. That's I'll the that. expansion. Yeah.
4: You know, at that point, superheroes were virtually on, on the way out. You know, and he finally, he realized we got to do something different. So he came up with the whole idea of... Um, now you know what I'm way off. The Flash one two three is not; it's Showcase number four, which is the introduction of Barry Allen, Flash. That is the start of the Silver Age.
2: He is not okay. looking at notes, by the way. Huh? He's pulling this out of his brain <laughs> pan, people. Yeah, I I'm had it color me. It so, so it's Showcase. I know
4: some of you were screaming. Uh, Flash 1, turn 3 stuck in my head because that's where the quote unquote the the multiverse idea came from, but like this like the article said, you know, the Barry Allen Flash, Hal Jordan Green Lantern, uh, you know, that just new people taking over the mantle. Uh, you know, that's what the Silver Age was about.
2: Well the idea of the idea of characters as legacies. Yes, yes, exactly.
0: Thank you. And you know, and as you can see, this isn't a new idea. I mean, D C does it D C does it more than Marvel, but you know, just because a hero you know, people Get all upset when when a certain hero dies and someone else takes her place. And goes, oh well, that that can't happen. That's never happened. I mean, it's already. I mean, there's precedent where it's happened. You know. I mean, wh- yeah. what Brad said. You know, one hero taking over for another. You know, the new Blue Beetle, the new the new Flash, the new Green Lantern. It's it just happens. There's growth. People want to develop things. And and going back to to Julie, you know, this is this is something he fostered. And like Bill said, this whole revival
4: of of DC's superhero line is what basically caused Marvel to
2: get off its butt
4: and do something.
2: I like Schwartz a lot. I, I considered, uh, one of the, uh, uh, Gardner Fox, Julie Schwartz types, uh, myself, but, um, ended up just Superman and Batman were just so iconic that, um, I had to go with those again. You know, the toughest thing was narrowing it down to four people. I think
4: No, it was very difficult. You know, what's funny is that, um, when CGS, uh, brought this idea up. Apparently they had brought it up, uh, early 2010. In fact, uh, it looks like the freaky Tiki. He goes by the name of the freaky Tiki on the, uh, CGS forum. I he, like that. He started a thread called who is on your comic creator, Mount Rushmore. And, uh, he said, you can only pick four creators. And I, perhaps this is where, you know, Rios got the idea for, for a topic. Yeah. But, um, Incidentally, the Freaky Tiki's choices were Jack Kirby, Alan Moore, Will Eisner, and Stan Lee. And uh, oh, they
0: gotta look at Eisner. Didn't even think of Didn't even think of him.
4: I happened to be one to the third post in that thread back in January, and I put, which is interesting. Now I put Steve. uh, I'm sorry, Stan Lee, John Ramita, Peter David, and Marv Wolfman. And I think I put John Ramita because, you know, for a long time, any Spider Man. Art that was on any kind of lunchbox or yes. or shirt or whatever is John Romita Senior. Exactly, John Romita Senior. And of course, Peter David had a huge twelve year run on the Hulk, and um, you know Marv Wolfman and, and the Crisis. So those were
2: all to me those well those were all huge events. Marv Wolfman's Teen Titans, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely pulled DC out of the ditch. I mean, DC, you know, again had suffered through their great implosion. And was suffering as a company, and you know it was you know a lot of it was Teen Titans that that made DC you know relevant again, and, and you know Marv gets all the credit for that. I mean, it was his creation. The um, I mean, obviously, again, you're not, not not literally talking about legacy characters, but you know the a lot of those characters, you know, Marv had uh, had created himself, and and he was wise enough to you know grab a an awesome character like uh, Changeling, you know, Beast Boy. <laughs> Away from the Doom Patrol, that's something that uh, that the original uh, Teen Titans—I uh, don't think they'd ever done.
0: And, and then you know the story behind Wonder Girl? No, her kind of um, snafu because she's a snafu, huh? I, I guess it was Mark Explain, Wolfman, please. Uh, Mark Wolfman, you know uh, he was developing this 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 Teen Titans comic, right? right. And so there was Robin, there was Speedy, and there was Changeling. And he's like, well, okay, well, I need a, a female in there. And he had remembered or misremembered a Wonder Woman comic book where there was uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl, Kay. and Wonder Baby. And so he thought, <laughs> oh, well, I'll just use Wonder Girl from there. Well, that wasn't Wonder Girl. That was just Wonder Woman Young. Oh, wow. So she was never a sidekick. So she just... so well, That is that. what she sounded like. So that was a character that never existed, but yet they kind of gave her this history. So there's a little bit of snafu. And then she eventually became Donna Troy. That's why Donna Troy's background is so convoluted. <laughs> so uh, so Wonder Girl is just kind of a interesting mistake from someone who didn't quite know the history of Wow. Of this, of Wonder Woman thinking she had a sidekick because so she would, never
2: did. That dude would lose a trivia off. Oh yeah, uh, he Mark would totally Wade. lose that
0: trivia.
2: Or or Murdo, either one. What's up, Murd? I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna
0: gonna look that up real fast.
2: You do that because she was in the original Teen Titans lineup. Yeah, right? yeah, she was, yeah.
0: and he she was developed for and that, thinking that oh I'll take this existing hero, okay. this Wonder Girl that already exists. There was no wonder but there was never a Wonder Girl. It was just Wonder Woman as a girl. That's so funny.
4: So run down a few more of your
2: okay. Mount Rushmores. Well cool. Um thank you. Um uh, my uh mm, okay. Um my current Mount Rushmore. I almost
4: did that too. I almost came up with a, a, a current, but I didn't want to put that much effort into
2: And I've got uh okay uh, Wait, you've
0: been stressing for like the last Three or four days. Guys, we're doing Rushmore. Know your Rushmore. You sent like four or five emails. I did my Rushmore. I know, but you said I didn't want to put that much effort when you. I I didn't want (laughs) to have to do twice the work. That's all.
2: (laughs) That's good. That's good. So, um, uh, again, uh, this this slants a little towards me personally. But um, my current uh, Mount Rushmore. Steve
4: Martin cannot be on this Mount Rushmore. No, it's not.
2: It's not. No, it's not. Um, Jeff Johns, uh, Bendis, uh, Morrison is obviously going to be on any list I ever do, and uh, I had a hard time choosing between uh, Abnett and Lanning, who I personally love, 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 Mark Millar, and uh, Mister Hickman. Um, uh, frankly, you I think I a f- Fraction could almost be in there too.
0: I'm sorry, Hickman. I'm I'm blanking. So help me out. J- uh, Jonathan
4: Hickman writes the Fantastic Four. Okay. Is what he else d- did he do? He's he writing d-
0: Shield. Is he doing the, the buff um uh Mr. Fantastic? No. Well, he's writing it. He's writing is he writing it. the buff? He's writing the buff, okay. but
4: Dale Eaglesham was drawing the buff. Well Dale.
2: Okay. yeah, Dale's been off the book for a while now. Um okay, my personal favorite okay, my bottom four. The last four people you'd want on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so if you had
4: four teams we're choosing or we're picking teams for dodgeball, these mm. would be the last four. These people. would be
2: the last four standing the, okay. with their pocket protectors and their okay. leg braces mm-hmm. and yes. And their snotty noses. Okay. Um, and I feel kind of bad about this, uh, because I don't have anything personal against any of these cats. Uh, you it's just the way they grate against all. me, such as <sighs> Carmen Infantino. I'm sorry. I realized that he was a part, a big, big, big part of the flash. And, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the birth of D.C. I see where you're going with this. Gets.
4: And I would have to uh, find a mm-hmm. place to carve a fifth name, on, a okay. fifth face on, on that particular Mount, yes. Rushmore, Mount Rushmore and add Steve Ditko in.
2: Wow, that's interesting. Um, because I had, uh, this is this is my personal reactions. Uh, Herb Trimp is on there uh-huh. with good reason. Herb Um, Trimpe, help me with that. Who's that? uh, Gosh, uh, what did he do? Um, He did some Defenders issues. Uh, It was um, uh, really just, I just don't like his art. Don't like it, don't like it, don't like it. Herb Trimpe, T-R-I-M-P-E, by the way, so look it up. Um, Jack Abel, and again, he's probably salt of the earth, um, but I just I think his inks ruin things. The uh, he inks a lot of uh, Legion issues, and um, I'm a, I'm a Legion apologist, but a lot of those issues uh, I believe it's pronounced, pronounced
4: apologist.
2: <laughs> thank you. Um, you had uh, Joe Staten and Jack Abel do a bunch of those issues, and they were just almost impossible to look at. I almost wish they'd just been novelizations, so I wouldn't have to look at that artwork. I believe it's and
4: pronounced novelizations. Thank you.
2: And uh, the the last I believe it's
4: pronounced. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, last uh, last face on the bottom four of Mount Rushmore. First near heart, though. Robley Field. Ah, good
4: old
0: Robley. No With feet, though, no, right? Just uh, just his no head. Bullet.
2: okay, dudes. No um, feet. Okay. I I was uh, okay. I did do a little bit of thinking about this before we got here. Um, I found one of the funniest dang things I have about I've about ever seen on the internet it's a uh, go do your Google search everybody okay. and search for um, forty worst pictures by Rob lefield <laughs> I've like seen
0: that. that I've seen that before it was it is
2: amazing i I was looking at it on on my super phone um, earlier but i've I've always just had an issue with uh life lifefield Leafield, what are we going with lifefield lifefeld Leifeld okay um, I've Never enjoyed it Well, he came in and did, uh, uh, McCone and, uh, and Lanning, uh, did the art for, uh, the, uh, the Steen <laughs> Titans reboot. And it was awesome. And then about issue 28, 29, uh, or no, issue 27, they go away and they replace them with Rob, uh, Liefeld comes <laughs> in for two issues i looking horrible. at some of these,
0: and they are, they are really... yeah. Well, the, and the, what is wrong with this? The, the tie I don't in, see anything wrong with not, this. It's
2: not anatomically possible. I don't see anything wrong with okay. this. Okay. Brad, okay. describe it. That must have been written by, by a girl. No, this is a family show. I will it, not describe it, it.
0: it. It's a curvy girl who is so curvy that it's... Um, yeah. Something's wrong with her spine. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> if, <she laughs> has, if you were to catch
4: her walking down the street, you'd be like holy crap yeah that? she
2: she has about an 11 inch waist and you know 40 something inch hips probably you know? yeah
0: and about about a 60, 60 to 70 inch chest. But it was
2: amazing to read some of the the captions you know some of the reasons why he picked these 40 i mean basically it was it was a comedic diatribe on you know the art uh, and writing of uh rob liefeld um but you know i just for some reason rob liefeld has always just grated on me i i i hate his squint the squinty eyes and they're always yelling you know and they don't characters don't have feet and but all the descriptions about how he doesn't know how to show a hand holding a sword hilt you know and and you know he came up you know during that 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 nadir of the 90s which was odd i mean it, it was expansion um but it was not necessarily good expansion uh, and, and you know, a lot of those image creators were really good. Uh, why uh, Liefeld, uh was kind of the, the leader of that movement is just perplexing to me.
0: You know, b- best I, c- I can think is that it was new and it was exciting. And, it, I, I mean, I j- just look at these women on here. I mean, they're impossibly – well. The uh, uh, they, they have impossible figures, but yet they're still very feminine and strong and, and – they, but they have unfortunately they have that eighties look with the spiky hair. I mean they all have the kind of a mullet going with them and the well, it's like hard, you said the
2: squinty eyes. It's hard for me to take um the early nineties period in comics uh seriously. Um, because they they give, you know, Sue Storm gets this crazy hoochie mama, you know, outfit and she's like a mother of two. And you know you have you know you have these these life fields coming out, and this this whole new you know we're gonna ape you know kind of Jim Lee style of art, and so everything's got to be you know just lots of lines and gritty and you know sketchy and dirty, crazy you know anatomy you know I mean just 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 literally impossible anatomies and you know guns the size of VW buses and you know just you know. You know, everything had to be capes and swords and guns, and, you know, uh, there's one diatribe about how, uh, you know, if you want to write a, you know, Rob Liefeld character, you know, take a a word uh, meaning something horrible like death or die or blood, and then take another, uh, you know, take any other noun that has a negative connotation to it, like, you know, strike or, you know whatever it basically hit you know so nail all your characters are explosion you know, yeah all your characters blood explosion are, you know death strike and blood rain and yeah, death just, withdrawal it's amazing yeah um and, and i just you know that that whole era i'm really glad i i wasn't there for it
0: you know but that's someone's first comic that's oh, so, yeah. that's someone's comic and, that they that's oh i love that issue or rob Leinfeld because that.
2: my comics consciousness was born in the early to mid 70s you know first comic i ever bought was uh 19 uh, uh early 74 copyright i probably bought it in late 73 you know i was like five or six years old at the time and so you know i came into being you know during you know the bronze age or right after the start of it and so that's what i grew up with that's what i knew roy thomas you know writing daredevil i knew john basima jr you know i knew you know I mean, marv wolfman was coming around the turn later but uh you know All those guys that just, you know, you know, being in my being in my uh, low to mid 40s, uh, you know, I'm probably right there with the, you know, right in the demographic of a lot of our listeners. And, you know, it's the same thing, you know, that I guess with comics, it's kind of what you read first. Yeah. That you kind of go back to because I always say, you know, with music, it's what you listen to in high school, you know, from high school into, you know, between high school and college. You know, that's the kind of music, you know, people go back to, which explains why there's still classic rock out there um, or classic rock uh, radio stations anyway. Um, but I just I think it's interesting uh, that you're always you're always going to come back. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, you know, you're trying to recapture youth or if it's, you know, just it's just literally what you identify, and what you are comfortable with and what you truly enjoy you know, or if it's some kind of psychological need to get back to the egg or something i you know, i don't know Brad, what's I'm on not, your
0: what's on your worst what's on your low I'm end i'm not trying to head shrink this here <laughs>
4: um you know i i, I don't want to answer that because i've decided that when we as comic fans say something like oh that art sucks or i can't stomach that it just puts us in a bad light because comic
0: book fans love to complain.
4: Yeah, but I, I think that's part of the problem. And art is subjective, you know. Mm-hmm. You may like Greg Land, you may not like Greg Land, but just because you do or don't doesn't mean you're right or wrong. Exactly. I agree and with so, that. So, you know, the old Brad would have well, been able to rattle off names just bloom, 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 bloom. Well, I want the old Brad back then,
2: and <laughs> I want well, him now. You got about ten seconds. Go dig around your in your site trying to find him. If I do
4: that, then it's the last time I want to do no, that for a while. No,
0: see, mm-hmm. I, I don't think. Okay. Well, so the problem. So so since you're doing Mount Rushmore positive, let's do a negative just because it's fun. Okay.
2: Well, the the I think the issue with the fanboy and boy, it can be a fun negative. Is too. it is it the fanboy? There really is venom and bile coming out. I mean, the fanboy really is torqued off by this. I mean, for some reason, it really does make the fanboy mad, which well, is really odd. I mean, with me, the fanboy
0: gets gets the brunt of it, Bill. But it's also sports fans. It's also anyone who is passionate about something. There's gonna, there's going to be that population that wants well, to hate. But in sports, you you have
2: national you know you have natural or geographic reasons to like or dislike something. In comics, it's truly a matter of your personal taste. So you're you're not starting from a position of well, I automatically hate the Justice League because I grew up dirt, you know a uh, fantasy Four guy. I uh, don't. There probably are people out there that like that, but it's not like you know people from Oklahoma you know disliking you know uh, the Nebraska football team. You know you do you don't have. You go into comics, you don't have those predispositions. I don't think.
0: Mm, I think you do. I think, I you think do you're becau- wrong because it's like um, I think they don't. It's uh, I don't read Marvel. I read DC. Marvel's something else. Same thing. Well, and, know, and I don't read. I don't read. Uh, you know. I don't read DC because Marvel was the thing I grew well, up. I up with. I don't identify with. I I realize
2: that they're out there. I don't identify with people who just throw a blanket over something and just, I, I don't ever want to see it. You know, it's like, mm. I'm a Marvel guy. I don't, you know, DC, DC blows. You know, why? You know, they, they well, both tell good stories. Th- those people exist. They, they have, I, I, that's what I just said. I, I know that those people are out there. I don't understand why they take that position. I mean, if, if you truly like the more humanistic, more kind of down-to-earth, more realistic, you know, uh, method that Marvel uses for the storytelling, well, great. Well, that doesn't mean you have
0: to hate DC, That's a reasonable person talking, right? (laughs)
2: Right, and and that's what I'm saying. The the, most stereotypical fanboy aren't reasonable. Well, and Mm -hmm. you know, and again, dovetailing back into my point, you know, the stereotypical fanboy really does feel this bile and anger towards something. And I think um, a lot of us, uh, you know, the the people right now that are keeping the comics industry afloat, um, the the people in their 30s to 40s to 50s. That have enough spending money to go to the shop i mean the the kids who are the kids who are eighteen years old they 're going to the comic book shops to play magic and d and d and stuff they're they 're not necessarily going to load up you know to get their their list taken care of you know i mean we 're the ones that are keeping the comics industry going right now, and I think we 're generally more reasonable now, of course you know I mean if you pick up a lot of Twitter feeds, you know maybe I get proved wrong because uh, i i you know there are people that I follow on Twitter that are probably, I don't know, they're probably about my age, and it does seem like they they just flat out hate things to hate things.
0: Newsarama. Huh? The News-A-rama? comment section on News uh, That's all well, you got to do. You
2: know, I used to go to the... Um, That's all you got to do. Well, I used to go to Ain't It Cool News and, and read the uh, the talkback sections constantly on that, and it's not that I, you know, I object to this, you know, just, you know, whatever. Um, I just... Got tired of reading, you know, the the endless diatribe and and how you know any subject matter invariably turns into you know finger pointing and you know personal attacks instead I, of you know a reasoned examination of the issues.
4: I don't want to be one of those people. That, I read the the any cool
2: yeah talkback
4: no, or the Newsarama
0: talkback. It's it's I mean, it's frustrating and it's and angering it, and it's just well, wow. It, why is something meant to entertain you well making you so? angry the problem is is that's emblematic of
2: our entire country right now well on, on a very macro level i mean you know the political system you know if we'll go back one year earlier and uh do that cgs show that we never did um the idea that there's no longer a a reasoned discourse you know between dissenting parties You know, it's no longer enough for us to merely disagree. Now it has to be a zero-sum game. It has to be – it has to – I – not only do I – you know, it's not enough for me to give you my opinion. I now feel the need to win the argument. Not only that, not only do I have to win – but it can't be i win and you're okay with it it has to be i win
0: and you lose and it, and again that's that's on a level where people are relating politics to their everyday lives these are people who are very passionate about that okay. i'm talking about people who read a comic book a fictional book that's meant to entertain yes and just not being able to get over the fact that you know green lantern's hair is different why did they change it that is Stupid, and I'm gonna r- and I'm gonna tell you why it's stupid. Well,
2: and again, that's what I'm saying. It's emblematic of the entire country where it, it's not enough to just recognize differences. You have to comment on them. They have to be bad, and you have to be good. They have to be wrong, and you have to be right. It it doesn't have to be like that. But you know, unfortunately, this country was founded on common sense, and uh we seem to be dying of a lack of it these days. So, all you people out there who do have common sense, who are in the middle. Keep up the good fight, and uh, one of these days uh, we'll we'll pull this one out of the fire
0: real, real briefly, I, I was listening to a commentary on The Simpsons, and they were talking about message boards and stuff like yes. that, and when the internet first came up, and the Simpsons were being developed, and they were thinking, this is wonderful, look at all this feedback we 're getting, and it 's fantastic. This is what writers have always wanted and stuff, and now that same guy ten years later he can't he doesn 't even bother with it because it 's all <laughs> just bile yeah. negative. This is stupid. You're stupid. Yeah. And it it's it has just become the opposite of what it was meant to be. Instead of becoming communication, it's becoming someone to stand up and just tell you why you're stupid. And that's why forum for geeks is so darn cool these days.
2: Because okay. I I don't see that illogical, you know, spewing of venom on uh the forum for geeks uh boards.
4: No. Now I don't, I don't hit
2: I don't hit every you know board you know on there, I probably don't hit a majority of them. But you know, I, I but for the most do? part, you know, I'm I'm very happy to uh, to note that uh, there does seem to uh, be the return of the reason discourse, mm-hmm. and you know, so it is out there. You just have to look for it.
4: You um, know, I said I don't want to be one of those types of fanboys, but when it comes to Spider Man, I'm that mm-hmm. kind of fanboy. You know, I we saw an announcement today from Newsarama some promo yeah, for like an upcoming spider But did you see Spider-Man what someone's deal?
0: theory on? W- was it, which I like that theory, It uh, the promo said the death of Spider-Man. Right. And someone was saying maybe just one of those projected things where it's like 50 years in the future right. and it's Spider-Man's last story. That's kind of cool. I mean, Marvel's done that before. <laughs> Old Man Logan. yeah. Um, what's the Hulk one? I love that Hulk story. Future uh, Imperfect. Future Imperfect. Or maybe it's I one of those
4: stories. You know, that would be cool with me, but you know, I, like I was like I was saying, I don't want to be one of those kind of people, but, you know, I think back to, you know, when I got mad about that issue of Amazing Spider-Man and I ripped it up and I made a video and I sent it to Joe Quesada. You know, how come people don't... Why is it so easy? Why is it easier to complain and bitch about something than it is to uh. praise and say how awesome this is and make a video about that?
0: Mm, I don't think... I don't. I I think the praise is out there, Brad, but I think people like bio more than praise, or at least reading about it. I mean, think about all these television shows that are out there, especially things like um, um, these news magazines, these entertainment magazines. What are they mostly interested in? Gossip. People want gossip. And I'm not talking necessarily about comic books. I'm talking about, you know, movie stars and stuff like that. People love to watch people fail. That's why these shows exist. You know, if if the news was nothing but good news, I mean, we always say we want these show, we want news that gives us the good news, the positive. And whenever a newspaper, or wherever a newscast decides to take that angle, they don't make it. They don't get the ratings. People want to see other people fail. Amen, brother. It's
4: true. No, it is true, and it's sad that that it's like that. Mm. Well, I, I don't want to answer that negative. Uh, I can do
2: something. Not Rushmore. I don't think I you should have to. I mean, with me, you know, I got I, answers I right you, on the tip of my well, tongue. I hope you noticed that there was, and I, I know who the tip of your uh, uh, Rushmore would be, but um, no, I'm I'm not trying to spew venom or bile here. I just literally, you know, those were, these are the four artists who just grate against my senses. And you know what? If you if you love Carmen Infantino, that's awesome. Steve Ditko, Grant Morrison, mm-hmm.
4: Sal Buscema, okay. And Grant Morrison.
2: Okay. Nice. <laughs>
4: okay, here's mine. That's my Mount Rushmore. My bad Mount Rushmore. My, my
0: bad Mount Rushmore is the series Countdown to Final Crisis. Okay. Nice. Just the whole thing was a disaster. <laughs> it was an not terrible. Utter. <laughs> utter disaster. I mean, I read it with interest. It but was uh, an utter, yeah. Utter disaster. It just, it, well, it felt like a retread to me. I prefer- uh, that's giving it credit. It was it wasn't a re- it, 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 it is virtually unfollowable. If I had a medium
4: yeah. Mount Rushmore, yeah, that would put the series 52 on that Mount. I Rushmore. mean, I
2: don't think, countdown that, I the, don't think the countdown I don't think the countdown itself was a disaster. I think that that the 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 screwed up timing that started, you know, happening between the death of the New Gods mini series and the end of Countdown, all the stuff that led up into Final Crisis um, you know, I think that was a disaster for the publishing company DC that was getting books out late, which was completely screwing with other, you know, other people's continuity. Hey, one quick aside, and and I'm asking this question. I haven't been to the comic store today. Um, obviously, this this show will be airing in like three days from now or whatever. But um, uh, the Return of Bruce Wayne came out today, written by Grant Morrison. Okay, the Return mm-hmm. of Bruce Wayne issue six. So he finally completes his journey. Right. Well. A week before that, I went to the store and picked up Batman Robin sixteen, and some character named Bruce Wayne is kicking around a Batman costume in it. And I'm sitting there thinking, (laughs) Have what? Did I literally? Did I miss an issue? I mean, it felt like it felt like the end of the countdown series. Mm -hmm. I'm literally kind of doing double takes, wondering. It's like what, what? other title did i not pick up that that filled this gap in why why is he appearing literally out of nowhere because he did i mean the the issue picks up and he comes through like a fireplace or something and he's just there and there's no explanation whatsoever and i'm just i'm i'm trying to ride i'm trying to ride it does, so it, it's it ta- poor it sounds, planning and it sounds and like a scheduling issue But what's odd yeah. is that morrison wrote both titles it's a who drew it it's a publication issue but could morrison have said you need to wait because it felt like uh that shows you how much power he has
0: because i'm sure he did say that but they were like sorry maybe it it probably was but it did
2: not feel like four weeks between Mm -hmm. batman robin issue 15 and issue 16 Mm -hmm. it felt like less than that and in any case i don't know why you know grant morrison or dan adio or whatever Mm -hmm. wouldn't say just chill just chill on Batman and Robin for one more week let it you know if nothing else let it come out the same day as the return of Bruce Wayne 6 anyway so I, I just thought that was interesting and hopefully that ties into your uh your countdown thing you know that's that's where I that's where countdown lost it for me just the 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 the, the crashing of the continuity you know into a giant you know steaming mess
0: I think it was around countdown where I kind of really just kind of stopped like subscribing to comics regularly i just kind of wow. lost my interest just because things were a little messed up uh 399 comics would be on my anti Mount rush I like it i like it and uh much like brad grant morrison but not all of grant morrison okay just the stuff
2: mm-hmm. that i don't understand just the stuff <laughs> that he <laughs> writes
0: no, because sometimes he'll write good stuff, and so like All Star Superman, that was a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite thing that Grant Morrison
2: ever wrote was his uh, Justice League run. I love the high concepts the, uh, the whole uh, one million BC or one million. I didn't like stuff. one
0: million, but I like the early JLA stuff that he did. Uh, I mean, when when he gets the when he gets out there, you yeah. lose me. Like Final Crisis, I tried. Uh, I really did. I gave it every. It was just. It's unreadable.
2: I, I see. I I completely dug Final Crisis. I I really enjoyed Batman. R I P. Thank you again, Brad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've enjoyed the Batman and Robin. Um, I like but, the, I like I'm, the first I like the first four issues
0: it. of Batman and Robin.
2: Yeah, because um,
0: that's that's straightforward and well, and it, it's it's holding up.
2: Um, but but yeah, again, there's just I I'm clearly not hip to all the the little side glances and you know little winks he's he's you know given to the audience
0: it's just when he kind of goes it's kind of when he decides he wants to be Grant Morrison well boom and, and gone you know his doom Patrol when he's when, he, when he's doing a normal just kind of boom 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 straight linear story yeah. interesting characters goofy characters I can deal with that it's when storytelling he assumes he wants you to infer a lot of information yeah. from not only a frame and not only from what what is said, this is what drives me a little crazy, but from what isn't said or what isn't well going in that on. way,
2: Grant Morrison is a lot like my other guy, frank herbert i mean he he does not give you the answers; he makes you wrench them out of the story, and it's sometimes it's it's pretty
0: it's borderline frustrating trying to figure out what he's trying to tell you um you yeah, know, in all honesty, I would love to see a film directed by Grant Morrison and just see how he interprets a moving medium, a medium where things are not static, like a comic book. Yeah, comic book static. Even something animated, I would love to see what his take would be on. I would love to see his animated version of Final Crisis is, and just They've get his interpretation. Done that. It's
4: called Fantasia,
0: <laughs> huh? My, in, in all Fantasia
4: fairness, 2000? right. In all fairness, <laughs> I enjoyed All Star Superman. Yeah, yeah, And I enjoyed the Earth Two graphic novel he did with uh, Frank Quitely. Yeah.
2: See, I, I picked that up from the library about a year and a half ago. I read it once and went, "What the heck?" Because I love the the crossover stuff and Ultraman and you know all those cats. But I just, yeah, I I don't know. It felt like uh, in, I need to read it again. It felt like there's a big sex Machina at the end of uh, Earth Two. Well, there probably is. Well, just the whole idea that oh, I'm trying. What, what was the the catch? It's like uh, we we can't go to their Earth or something. It's like I don't even what, remember. What I, I don't remember,
0: but I remember you know enjoying it. And thought, oh, that yeah. was fun.
2: I mean, for me, uh the Doom Patrol I think is seminal, and you know I I you know his JLA stuff and the All Star Superman. You know I I don't know. Ha- have you run into anybody? who just flat-out didn't like All-Star Superman. I mean, that's pretty much universally That's loved. usually...
0: I will usually, if someone's kind of interested in, yeah. in reading comic booky stuff, I'll give them that. And usually, I've given to, like, maybe four or five people, and they always come back, wow, that was fun. They yeah. always say that. That was fun. And
2: that's cool. I mean, because, again, you know, Morrison is really... You know, he really has... Lives a double life. I mean, because he's got... He's got the very straight-ahead storytelling, you know, bug in him, the All-Star Superman, um, the... Uh, the first, you know, few issues of Batman and Robin, which were really interesting and and a lot different uh, for him, and then you've got the completely Byzantine uh, Morrison who wants to lose you. I think <laughs> you that's know? what's so
4: frustrating for me okay. about him is that I know he can write stuff that I've enjoyed, yeah, because he has. Well, I, I kind of think ninety percent of what he writes is
2: way over my well, head. To me, I, I kind of think he's kind of the. Um, um, Oh, my gosh. I had the name on my tongue two it's, seconds ago. He, uh, he, see, he's the Steven Soderbergh of comics because he does Ocean's Eleven from time uh, to time. And then he does Solaris. No, no, no. He's not Steven I think it's Soderbergh. A, I think it's a great analogy. Unless no, I get the he's, wrong more like,
0: he's more like the David Lynch. And well, even David Lynch look, is except,
2: more. No, David Lynch has never told a straight. I mean, I guess David Lynch has told. No, I, I think that David Lynch is more consistently weird i i get where you're going and i think
0: you're you're about half you're you're about half writer than i am on that um because soderbergh he will give you a, a besanine story but it will always come back it will always make sense all the parts are always there they may be a little off here but in the end oh that's why that car was green oh that's why that guy did you ever see solaris putty uh
2: solar- now they no, they they're, they're weren't, there weren't there weren't any bad except okay Well, but of course, that was originally written by Stanislav Lem, who's a Russian, and those guys are famous for their Byzantine uh, uh, stories, plot lines, outcomes, et cetera, et cetera. Let's Um, let's
4: put the whole Mount Rushmore thing to bed. Okay. Um, I know you had a couple more. Oh, I
2: just, uh, let's see, is there there one or two here that that I would just like to hit you? Um, My Rushmore of all-time artists, um, and I had a hard time with this, Uh, this is certainly not uh, um, complete, but uh, Kirby Ditko. Kurt Swan and Neil Adams. Okay. And, and I put Neil Adams on that because, uh, his covers for DC and his work on Batman again, uh, brought us out of the silver age into the bronze age. Uh, you know, Kirby Ditko, obvious Kurt Swan. Um, I mean, he did the Legion. He did, he did Superman, Superboy, a lot of that stuff. You know, his art was, was very synonymous with DC at the time. So anyway, um, so that's cool. Um, my, uh, my my personal uh, list of pencilers, uh, Jim Lee, Frank Miller, Keith Giffen, uh, Brian Hitch, personal. Uh, my anchors, <laughs> uh, Lanning, Terry Austin, He's Klaus Janssen, Dick notes. Giordano. Hold on.
0: Letters? Shut up.
2: <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Well, My favorite well, comic got book got s- ads. I've got some other ones. Uh, my uh, Legion of Superheroes at uh, Mount Rushmore, Mike uh-huh. Grill, Dave Cockrum. Paul Levitt's Jim Shooter.
0: Okay. I know you wanted to put this to the rest, but real quick. And this has to be top of your head. Top four superhero logos, emblems. I'll go first. Shazam, Superman, Batman, Fantastic Four.
4: Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Captain America.
0: I can't think of one.
4: (laughs) You know what bothers me is that Spider Man doesn't have a quote unquote love. He's got
0: a spider, but yeah, I see what you're talking about. It's
4: always different, you know. Superman's symbol is virtually always the same. Mm -hmm. Batman's always it's recognizable. Mm -hmm. No matter how many points the bat wings have Mm -hmm. or how tall the the ears are, Mm -hmm. it's always
1: recognizable. Yellow oval or not.
4: Yeah. You know, same with the Green Lantern symbol. It's an iconic image. A spider is not an iconic image.
0: Unfortunately, you you could look someone could look at a spider and not know a Spider Man. They would just think spider. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just off the top of my head. I, I think it was mostly. I I like the uh, oh Flash. That's a good logo.
4: Yeah. Who is your s- superheroes only fit into this category? Your your superhero DC Mount Rushmore.
2: Oh good. Um, my favorite characters are the ones I think are truly on that list. Okay. Whatever. Uh, well, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman your, and your uh,
4: personal I guess oh, your personal Do personal. my That's personal more
2: interesting. Okay, uh my personal would probably be um um Brainiac 5 would be on the list. Monel, I think would be on the list. Uh Superboy would be on the list. And um and who else? Pick one more, Bill. Um I don't know. I just uh I always had uh something for uh something for the Flash. Power Girl.
0: Just and Power Girl, <laughs> not even her costume, oh, just her not even her face, mention. just her
2: costume. <laughs> she gets honorable mention.
0: Let's see, I would do. I think I would do s- on my personal list Captain Marvel, um, Mister Majestic, who we mentioned earlier, who's probably just fresh on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flash doesn't matter if it's Barry or Wally, because you know it's the red mask with the right. Uh, we'll say Barry and um. Nothing comes to mind. Batman.
2: How about Saturn Girl?
0: Saturn Girl would be pretty. Mine She's would be a handsome woman.
4: Mine would be Batman, uh, Kingdom Come, Superman. Mm. Nice, nice. Um, ponytail, Superman. Red, Red Sun, Superman. <laughs> ah. <laughs> let I see. Batman, Kingdom Come, Superman, uh, Wally West, Flash, and uh, the Joker. Cool. I All like right, Marvel. That. I'll I go Marvel. Like
0: uh Hulk. Spider-Man, Wolverine,
2: mm? thing, thing, yeah. Marvel. Bill. Ah, uh, it would be uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, it would be Ben Grimm for sure. It would probably be uh, Reed Richards, and uh, let's see. Um, Gosh, I'll I w- no Hulk. Well, I want to know. I, I, I saw the Ed Norton Hulk. Probably, um, um, gosh, it seems like there should be a more obvious one uh, than Iron Man. And uh, I'm not saying that because the movies. I mean, I just I, I grew up just loving the uh, J.R.J.R., Bob Layton, David Michelini uh, run of Iron Man. Michelinie. Michelinie. I'll never get that name right. I'm going to stop even trying. So kick ass. Yeah, so so Tony Stark, <laughs> Reed Richards, uh He's know,
4: not Marvel, et cetera, no, et cetera. Okay. Mine would be uh Spider Man, Hulk, Moon Knight, and uh Sentry? Yeah, Sentry. Sentry. Nice. Yeah. Now is nice. Sentry
1: still alive?
2: No,
4: he's dead. Right? No, is that he the He died uh, at the end of
2: Siege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until they bring him back. Yeah. So is that the uh which uh version of Sentry is that? Is that the uh the is that the uh, the Sentry who was given his powers in a bizarre lab accident, of the Sentry that uh, got his powers by uh, by being a junkie who broke into uh, <laughs> who broke into a freaking veterinarian's office or whatever that was? Uh, either one. Fantastic. Just the concept of the Sentry.
0: Cool. Best capes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> nice. Doctor Strange, hands down. Yeah, that, that is a good
0: I, cape. I, I,
2: I appreciate that.
0: Captain Marvel, because he's got the rope. And he's got those little star things. He can well, look like an admiral. You'd probably put Power Girl.
2: In I was going to say Power Girl's cape. Thing. Cargo yeah. has a good
0: cape. Yeah.
2: Hey, um, I think, uh, I think the Incredibles. Um, Edna Mode said it best. The Incredibles. No capes.
0: <laughs>
2: my That's my true, man. Those capes, suit? those um, those capes will get you killed, man. Mm-hmm. Before we recorded Start earlier today,
4: uh, oh sorry, just to to cap that out. No, we'll do it at the end. Um, before we recorded at the beginning of the day, I tweeted again, Hey, give us some questions. You know, the best question. Cool. We'll answer it. But we got a couple of, a couple of good ones. Ken Morgan says, why? Hmm. Ken.
0: Oh, not a, no. Not that question to Bill. Ken <laughs> Don't ask Bill. Ken? Uh, Bill. Uh, Ken? Here we go. Ken. It's a seven hour show.
2: The answer is 42.
4: Um, and this is, I found this to be interesting. Mark, Next question uh, that was good. Mark Johnson, Hellsfire. Fire. Yes. Says, when starting Forum for Geeks.
2: Yes, we know the Rangers lost the series, dude.
4: <laughs> when starting Forum for Geeks, did you think of the effect it had on the comic forums? And I responded to him with a, huh? He writes back. It's like half the people seem to have left and have picked one board over the other. Just curious. You don't have to answer. Okay. And I uh hang on, that actually was that his first
0: We actually discussed it. We we discussed it at length offline before the form for geeks ever, ever went up. And and it it wasn't a, it, it wasn't it wasn't any type of animosity towards the geeks. The geeks form had been down the uh, Legion of Dudes guys said, hey, we can put one up. We can make a forum. Uh, we're kind of itching for a forum. We talked about it, go, yeah, maybe it's just time we start our own forum. And that was it. I mean, yeah. that, that 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 was the discussion, and that's what happened, and boom, it was going. Yeah, it was up.
2: trying to replace uh, a relative void, you know, in, in Fanboy's existence as not yeah. having a, a forum to uh, go to. Yeah. So it wasn't, it, it was, in no way was it a, you know, we're going to take over the CGS, you know, forum empire or we're mad at those guys it was it was nothing it was the opposite of that we were literally yeah you know, we were literally trying to fill a void and um you know it just it seemed like uh those poor cats were you know because it wasn't just it wasn't just down i mean it was down then it'd be back up for a little bit and then it'd go back down again they'd be back up and back down and it just you know it uh it you know i i don't know if we ever found out exactly why you know they had those issues on do they got hacked They got hacked, Mm -hmm. and I mean, they got hacked big time, a few times apparently, and I'm extremely sorry about it, and it wasn't me. I think
4: Mark is way off in his characterization of what happened. He said it's like half the people seem to have left and picked one board over the other. In my opinion, that didn't happen at all. Um, I don't see that as happening. I I mean, I still go to the comic forums. I see Johnny M on the forums. I see Ken Morgan on the forums. On the comic forums, I see other people on both forums. I don't see it that way. Obviously, we know which forum Mark Johnson picked because mm-hmm. he doesn't post on our boards. I'm, I don't believe he does, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm saying that to to be ha ha funny. But I I just don't see the situation as as he characterized it, and I thought that was um
2: odd. Well, again, it's just, well, it, it's, it's, just it's not it's how it's it's he sees it. it it's well, I mean, well he no he's asking a question. He's not making an accusation here. Mm-hmm. But the answer is that is that that no, um, you know, on the off chance, you know, you're you're afraid that's what's actually happening, then you're mischaracterizing it.
0: Well, the reality of the situation is there are some people who, you know, maybe came to our forum and did lead the CGS form because maybe maybe they liked our show. I'm sure the other thing happened too. It's like, oh, half hour waits, It has their own form. I like CGS better, I'm gonna stay with CGS. You know, I'm sure that happened. I'm sure there's a lot more people there out there who kind of, you know, well, come to our forum. Goes, my guess goes is to that you're,
2: you're going to the forum. You're, you don't care what the web address is. You're going to the forum that that talks about the shows you listen to. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where that forum is. I mean, cyberspace is all around us. You know, it touches us and binds us together and stuff.
0: I and wonder, it you takes know,
2: and post pictures of us when we least expect it.
0: I'm, I'll ask this for any any listeners we have in or around China. Can you get to our forum or is it blocked? China, China, because hmm. you know, they have because they have their own web. You know we're not the World Wide Web anymore. We can't go everywhere we used to. <laughs> Daryl, I mean, uh, it's like uh, the are blocked. It's I mean, like the
4: World Series. Daryl yeah. asks a tough question that I hesitate to even bring up. Well, all right. Name one quality you like and dislike about each of the others.
0: Okay. <laughs> you talk too much? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't, oh, you don't have to answer. I, didn't I don't want way. you to answer. <laughs> you did you answer. like how I just how went, went there? there I, and, like, I, you I, I, talk well, too much. I
4: obviously was setting you up. Yeah. We got a lot of feedback on June Bob Kim's uh, <laughs> boilerplate, by the way. Yeah. Callum says says, uh, where was I? I just saw it. He said uh, it was the best boilerplate ever. I was wow. almost crying sitting at my desk laughing, <laughs> and there was a uh, quite a bit of feedback on the boards too. Uh, yeah, I think that one's that one's been the fan
2: favorite so far.
0: You know, if we if if you can get if you're in China and you can't get to the forums, please mm-hmm. send us a boilerplate in Chinese. That would be awesome. Yeah,
2: that would be super. S- cool. And
4: you know, since we're talking about it, please send boilerplates in. Go to the forum for geeks. Go to the Half Fire Wasted Legion of Dudes forum. It's yes. at the top. It's one of the pinned um, announcements. Frank has a uh, bowler plate up there. Maybe we should update it. Yeah, we got to put Walk, Walking Dead. Yeah, down. yeah. Um, send them in, and uh, if there, if anybody has sent one in that I haven't played yet, please let me know because in the back of my mind, I think there's one that I Umberto. Where's Umberto's?
2: Didn't he well say that? uh we lost Callum's. Didn't, didn't I we? play
0: it? Oh, you know what? We, lost, we lost Callum that's Reeve's. That's exactly right? what it is. I don't think Callum Reeve ever said We, a right? ever sent we lost it it a voicemail from Callum Reeve. Oh, it was a voicemail from him. You okay. know uh-huh. what? It
4: is Umberto's. And yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I don't have it ready to play now. Um, and, and, we ar- and we already recorded next week's show. Yeah. <laughs> There's a problem with the space time continuum. You know what? I know where it is. And so I'll just add it in and post. So, so okay. we will end this with Umberto's. Okay. That's awesome. Thank hey, you, Umberto. Hey, yeah. before we get out of yes, here, yes, you can have um, talk about <laughs> that. I, Yeah,
2: I just, I've been itching to bring this up. Um, we saw this cat um, at
0: the convention, which he a looked good, like a, a very tall leprechaun. A good man named Gideon
2: who has uh, taken care of our boy Sage and our uh, precious thing Zoe. At uh, the local Adventure Kids for quite a while. It's a uh, it's a drop in daycare place. Um, it's it's really they're good people there. So uh, if you have a uh, and what does have, Gideon look me? like? Uh, he, a tall uh, leprechaun. He has yes, he has very uh, very Irish features. Mm. Um, I didn't realize until a few months ago that uh, that Senior Gideon um, listens to the show.
0: Oh, and okay. that he
2: is a fan of the comic book and of the science fiction. And so all of a sudden, I mean, I knew I liked the guy already, but all of a sudden, you know, we had many, many things in common. Well, completely out of the blue, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, again, I we saw him at the convention. Uh, we talked to him for uh, for a few minutes, um, and I actually recorded it, and I can I, I considered dropping it into um, uh, the uh, the convention show that we did uh, a few weeks ago. But I literally had not talked to Gideon and didn't, you know, in case he was in witness protection or anything like that, I didn't want to I didn't want to air it without his permission. Um so that's why, you know, maybe someday, you know, I'll I'll ask Gideon if he minds me playing it. Maybe we'll Gideon. it'll be a maybe it'll be a random <laughs> audio file or or, or some secret <laughs> lost audio or whatever. But anyway, so he, he hangs out with Sage um during Sage's time at Adventure Kids and he knows from listening to a previous podcast that I've been extremely remiss in forcing every nook and cranny <laughs> of the Star Wars and Star Trek universe into my kids' minds. And that they occasionally will, uh, their neurons will misfire
0: trying to identify Star Wars or Star Trek. Don't cross the stuff. streams. You and, don't cross the streams, And dude. I think that has something to do with your wife because you remember that little, little episode, not an episode. Mm-hmm. But your wife said, come on, kids, come and watch Star Wars. And she was playing a Star Trek episode. <sighs> you, remember, you remember that? I don't know if we got that on the air or not. But he was she very was just, embarrassed about yeah, that. Yeah, she just kind of threw that out. And she was just, you, your little star show? Yes. Where's your little star show? So, so Sasha, she <laughs> gets
2: Trek Wars. Sage. She gets Sage uh, about a month ago from Adventure Kids. And she calls me up and she goes, Gideon made Sage some flashcards. To show him the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek, and I'm sitting there thinking, "That's cool, man." And he got some sheets of paper and cut them into three by five strips or something <laughs> like that, and you know, he drew a stick figure George Lucas or something like that. And I thought, "That's totally awesome." You know, I know I love that dude. A, a day or two later, I actually see, I see the the flashcards that he made. These suckers are was it. What size is that? That's about probably that's a five six, by six iPad size, six by yeah, it's about iPad size, like I don't know, six by eight, six by nine, something like that. Um, uh, a colored cardboard with black and white images, and they're laminated, and it'll have the image on the front. And it'll have Star Wars or Star Trek on the back. So very so short, easy to see letters. They're connected and with a little clasp ring yes.
4: thing through holes in the upper left-hand corner. Yes. So you just flip them around. So it looks like there's ring.
0: about 15 cards there. Yes. yes. All right. Let's kind of go through them. Okay. Hey, let's so quiz who, us. Okay. Yeah.
2: So uh, which one is this? That is the s- answer is Yoda.
0: <laughs> That's Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. It's, it's a, a, a picture great. of Yoda.
2: Yes. And you guys are right. It is Star Wars. Now, this is a picture of
0: the, the enter- Enterprise. Probably from the new uh <laughs> Star Trek. Star <laughs> Trek. What's
2: up, Sleepwall Professor?
0: Is that what that meant? <laughs> we she just saw. We just saw a disembodied thumb just sticking. She around. heard us talking it about this. And this okay. is
2: uh, now this is the uh, Star T- uh, from the new Star Trek movie. Well, it's the NCC seventeen oh one. It's not the seventeen oh one SX or the seventeen oh one. Which one is that? F. That or looks the, like this. Looks like the that one would be from, from
0: the Star Trek uh, next uh, Star Trek uh, Search for Spock. This no, I think like that's
2: more round off. I think that maybe um from gosh, you know, I think I want to say he told me that was I want to say that was from either Nemesis or possibly the new movie.
0: No, it's not Nemesis, it's not new, not the new movie. This looks like what's
4: what's the call sign it on it looks like uh seventeen oh one. This is from the first Star Trek the motion
2: picture.
0: Here, let me see.
4: Because they updated it. Okay. Let me see. Well, maybe me it to maybe be radically updated, updated. Maybe
2: anyway. So that's the Enterprise. And, and as and we you, okay. all know from painful experience the enterprise is not star wars yeah right. so we got that the next picture is a uh, a very uh, sharp dressed young man
0: <laughs> oh and, my uh, god yes now it's he's a, he's uh, it, a it's script yeah it's obviously not a um, a, ca- a, a character no it's, it's a, a real person yes. it's a creator it's a creator
2: and there's not an a graph on it but it's, it's uh, a, not to us
4: it's a black and white of? Of uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry. Star Trek. And Fantastic. Andromeda.
2: Fantastic. And Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. And Earth 2. What's next? Okay. Next is this goofy looking ship. It looks like uh, it looks like a hamburger. Yeah, it looks that like something you scrape a pancake out of a pan with. In
4: aluminum falcon.
2: Oh, or it looks like a tuning fork. An aluminum a falcon. F- a very fat
4: tuning fork. So have you quizzed? sage with these yet yes of course go and wake him up
2: is he <laughs> yeah go wake him up. is he is he learning um yes but mainly because gideon helped with them uh, uh i i cannot and and should not take credit for it
4: does he understand the concept of some of these are star trek some uh, of these are star wars yes frankly pick i, I think he's out. learning
2: some of this by rote it's not necessarily big picturing in hey that's, that's how you learn lots that's of stuff okay. in school. The next uh, flip card is uh, the United Federation of Planets logo. Star Trek. Yes. Very good, gentlemen. I'm proud of you. Yes, Star Trek. So yes. those are <laughs> the, uh, the last ones. Those are cool. I'm sorry. Show about, uh, I'm sorry. The, the last one. Have you seen these before? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, I'm sorry. This is actually the first one. Okay, so I'm sorry. We'll that's go through these, one? and then I'll skip over the ones who are um, the first Star one. Trek, is a, that's Star Trek. That's a Romulan bird of prey, of prey yes. like next generation, you yeah. know, bird of prey. Uh, okay, very good, Star Trek. Okay, next one. It says laser sword, Jedi lightsaber. That's from
0: the Star Trek, the Star that's Wars. That's yes, from the Star Wars
2: with double length hilt.
0: You know, you can do Star Trek, like they kind of mix Wars, them okay. up, but you can't do Star mm-hmm. Wars because right. that's the Rebel Alliance logo.
2: That's fantastic. This is a picture of a patch yes. that you might put uh, onto uh, on a hole in your jeans <laughs> or on the or on uh, your shoulder. shoulder yes, this one cracks me up. That is
4: <laughs> Worf, and I believe he mm-hmm. is from Star Trek.
2: This would be uh, Worf from uh, season one yeah. or two, yes. because he does not have the collar right. yet, and he's wearing the goofy um, his his what bandolier his sash whatever you call it mm-hmm. is the fabric sash not the uh chain mm-hmm. mail looking sash that I think he that's wore season later one
0: and yeah and his makeup is really kind of overdone
2: yes and so yes I mean, guys, uh, more
0: detail than
2: and and yes you're right this was star trek the next image uh is uh a uh an, an old captain kangaroo <laughs> He looks confused, <coughs> like he doesn't know where all his money is. Um, <laughs> I think that's... Um, it's Andy Griffith. squinting into the uh, sun. <laughs> I think yes. it's... It's uh, Metlock. Uh,
0: George Lucas, uh, Star Wars. Uh. <laughs> he really does look like he doesn't know where his money is. Yes.
2: Now the answer is Matlock, yeah. um, <laughs> who we all know is from Star Wars. It might... I don't know. Or it could be George Lucas. But we're not really sure. <gasps> I can't um, believe he put that one in there. This is awesome. I have to explain this from the sage every time I show it to him. I, I explain to him... Those delta rays, but he got better. And I don't tell Sage the part about he got better, like, in his mind, but <laughs> he really feels like he's better, so he didn't really physically get better. Boop. But, you One know, we're, favorite, we're good enough. My favorite
4: <laughs> yeah. half-hour memories, half-hour wasted memories, is when we were talking about <laughs> Chris, Captain Chris Pike in his chair, and
0: <laughs> Frank was going, beep, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. Beep, boop. Nice. Uh, you know what you, you know. need to, for Halloween you need to do that to Sage. like put him in some type oh of remote control box that oh, you control but that that he just a sits great in Halloween there. Halloween And Sage. he just sits there shoulders up. Sage is getting
2: crazy for the ice at the idea of RC's by the way. <laughs> so uh anyway, this is Christopher uh this is Christopher Pike in the chair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's the one from um Yes, it's the one from uh the menagerie. Um so he's not in very good shape. And uh, we're almost done here, by the way. And then there's one of these. Hey, that's an i-thorian, an ithorian from Star Wars. You, I did not know they had good. names. You're Ithorians. Good. That's their race. And uh, here's my other man crush, Captain Kirk. Yeah, not, Captain Kirk. Not, not, not the old fat captain, Mm-mm. but the young oh. thin captain, the one that they still use, like eye lights oh. and yeah. lots of shadow on them and stuff. Okay, yeah. and then we're back to Yoda. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead to the. Uh, the second to last one, and we're going to oh. uh, we're going to ramp up into it. Okay, so the second to last one was the United Federation of Planets logo, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, that was obviously yes from Star Trek. And the last one,
0: <laughs> 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 which proves he is a listener. Ah, that's funny. It's a picture of Nutella. It's <laughs> an open awesome. jar of Nutella. And
2: what does it, say on the back? does it say hmm? on the back? It says Nutella. Nutella. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Very good. Very. And nice. to say did you get that one. Sage loves What's Nutella. his name? His name is Gideon. Gideon, thank Gideon, you, Gideon. Gideon yes. That's Gideon, pretty that awesome. Was funny. Good heavens. So, yes, it's always a pleasure to see uh, Mr. Gideon. And, you know, I mean, good heavens. Talk about going above and beyond, you know, for, for a little rug urchin. You Did know, you guys like ever sage. see the video that our so friend
4: Buddy Broyles made? It was where he was. Uh, one of his friends made this, like, German techno- trance music oh song. No. It was called Nutella. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, I don't it think had I've seen this. something to do this. with Nutella and gummy bear sandwiches? Did you ever <laughs> no, see No, I never saw and it. And, wow. B- and Buddy's running around in his tidy whiteies, and that's it. <laughs> oh dear! You haven't seen this? I'll have to
2: no. have him. Year, up that video
0: years ago, he had a friend who had a webpage devoted to him. It was Heidi. Heidi, and it was just all these joke pictures. It and was the name of the webpage was I Hurt Buddy dot com. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember that. That was fu- that was funny. That was Buddy. one. That was one of my first introductions to Buddy. Yeah, was that website? we am gonna get
4: Buddy on the show one time. He'd be he's fun like to talk to. He's crazy. Re-
0: he's marathoning now. He does yeah, marathons.
2: Yeah. Well, he could beat all of us up. Yeah. He's just he's just not the same anymore. He's like fit and shape. <laughs> Hey, I like this was a good episode. I I yeah. like
0: how it. How how long what do we clock in at? <sighs> We're close to 2 hours. So Kay. we didn't reach 14 years then? No. we a little short on that. <coughs> no. All right. Um, so well, we um, feel
2: bad.
4: this was 197 so that means 3 weeks from now is our live show. So tune in on that. Oh, that will be girls.
0: um December 5th. Yes, at, s- at 6 Central, 972-798-3830. We'll send out tweets and and all that just to kind of remind you guys yes. about it. Um Please call. We want to know your hidden gems. We want to know things that you love that maybe other people don't know about. Maybe a, a movie, a TV show, a book, mm-hmm. a comic book series, something like that. You mean, like Grant Morrison. <laughs> like Grant Morrison. If you love Grant Morrison, tell us You know, about he
4: it. might have written something that we don't know about.
1: Yeah.
4: You Chances
0: ever read We are. Three? I've always wanted to read that. never I heard I picked of
2: it. up the uh, trade um, uh, from the library, uh, and uh, this is uh, months ago. La Biblioteca. I actually did not get all the way through it before I had to take it back. The I Legion of Dudes
0: it. did a uh, did a show on it, one of their early episodes. That's cool. I'm I'm surprised I haven't heard
2: that one yet. I need to go back and check it out. It's one of their early episodes. Good for you, Legion I of think, Dudes. Good I think you. it was
0: after the, uh, well, it had to have been after the Watchmen.
2: Right. Mm. That was their Star Wars Issue 7, wasn't it?
4: <laughs> if you need stuff, go to uh, H- oh. dot com slash garage sale. Are you guys selling anything on that? I have a list that I just need to add. Okay. I have a hand. I have several, not a handful. I have lots of stuff I need to just put on there. I need yeah, to we'll take the time there.
0: to put it on there. So, guys, check it out. Um, also, it's, it's not on there, but Brad promote uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, that WalkingDeadTV.com.
4: It's the weekly review of the new Walking Dead show. We're having a good time. Now,
2: with is this that. stuff going to get covered in uh, Humberto's uh, Play? It, it won't.
0: It won't. So, so we have to write a new one. We have to. Oh, radio, radio,
2: radio. So that's why we're promoting it now. So that Walking Dead is apparently pretty now good. We already I saw it
4: talked it about having a, me putting Umberto's yeah, thing yeah. on this. Is that <laughs> what your the, question uh, is?
2: I see, yeah, I was just trying to make sure the bases were all covered. And yes. all the eyes were dotted. Oh, um,
4: did you mean is the stuff that we were just saying is it in the boiler? Exactly. I was just no, making we're being yes, done. Yeah, not okay. not Walking
2: Dead. Um, I think we've approached. So it. hey, uh, the Walking Dead. Um, uh, you'll be happy to know the Walking Dead. Uh, has been renewed for a yes. uh, uh, given right. thirteen episodes worth of a second season. Yes, does so that mean that, does that mean this first season is going to be thirteen episodes? No, no s- it's s- six, six, isn't it? Six, six episodes. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. So we got a six episode first season, and has um, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched Walking Dead yet. Have um, you been recording it? Nope. Aww. I completely forgot that it was going to air and so I just flat out missed the first episode. Bill, I I have it. If you want to come days. over and watch it one night, I have both episodes. That's cool. I'll um I may do that or I'll find well, it somewhere else. You've or seen whatever. the first episode, right? Nope. I haven't seen I haven't we seen one. We can talk f- about it now. I mean so we haven't got seen, a screener we, of it. I haven't seen one frame of it. So yet. when we it, talked about it the second episode has already aired.
4: When we talked about it last week, you were faking it the whole time as if you'd seen it?
2: Of course I was. Oh. I do that. Like you lots do. Of you are a very good. You guys picture. have no idea.
4: I thought he'd actually seen it. Yeah, oh, me no too.
2: Idea I actually did Stuff do. I fake knowing uh, things about. Mm. Very good. So Something maybe really. you
0: should not have done my taxes this year. Mm. You, I, I never uh, claimed to
2: be an accountant. That's the difference. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You could have asked, but you didn't. I just so, asked if you could. I just. Bill, could, or would you look, be
0: able to do my taxes? I think that's what I, I just, said. No, I just didn't. I, and
2: I said. Yes, I could do your taxes. I never added the part about I have no freaking idea <laughs> how to do your taxes. So I'll just, you know, <sighs> I'll need for you to come to me to the arena. I thought you asked him if he was
4: born in Texas. <laughs> you know,
2: basically, it was the numerical uh, equivalent of Greeking is what I did on your tax return. Gotcha. So good luck. Okay. Yes. And I did uh, call it a bomb threat in your name, by
0: the Dang way. Dang so, Bill. Um, that was the bad thing to do. Yeah. To the IRS. What? No, Bill. Oh. (sighs) Oh, Now I know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. That was wrong, wasn't it? All right, let me call Uh, the IRS. Now I'm going to have to. Now I'm going to have to bail Frank out tonight. I I
2: already feel bad about it, (laughs) mainly because I need the money for just comics and stuff. (laughs) Oh, well.
0: Hello, IRS. Hi. Mm -hmm. I want to (laughs) apologize. Hey, um. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I want to apologize.
2: Hey, would you like a, uh, would, you a, like a word of th- would you like a word of the week or anything random like that before we go? Do you have something? I've got a good word this <laughs> week.
0: You need this. <laughs> Dang, guys, it's late. You don't have to. We could just go. No, I mean, we've do been it. doing this let's for like
2: do it two stinking hours. Let's do it. Okay. And then, and then this is it. This is yeah. it. We're and out.
0: Then, and then we'll hear Umberto. Umberto.
2: Umberto. So I can close this. Close them if you here. got them.
0: I'm closing. The the uh, um,
4: HHW closing. Mm-hmm. We're take it's it. been a while since we've had a word of the week. I
2: know, and, and frankly, I do kind of miss it. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm looking for a little support here. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to spell this word.
1: On. Get your geek on. <laughs> Get that's, your geek on.
2: That's awesome. What is he talking about?
0: You know, um, yeah. I don't know why... On. I just thought of this. Uh, I was hanging out with my friend Nancy the other night, and yeah. she, uh, we were at this uh, restaurant. Okay. And the girls there have
4: restaurant.
0: It's like a restaurant. Yeah, it's a restaurant where with girls who Twin show peaks? up their breasts, uh, like a Twin Peaks. Yeah. Hooters. Uh, brick Daddy's? House.
4: Brick House. Yeah.
0: Hey. That's the name of the place. I never heard of this one. And uh, the girls there have trading cards. So really? we were looking at some of them, and on the back it has all their. Their stats and stuff. Well, Nancy showed me one that she made for a friend of hers, and that one (laughs) it had her likes and dislikes, and under her dislikes was underwire. (laughs) (laughs) Underwire, (laughs) yes. And this is kind of a—it's kind of inside jokey, but I'll explain it. But that just made me crack up. I think I'm tired. Frank's getting punchy. Is uh, is the girl she uh, she only wore sports bras? She never wore regular bras. Huh. So that's so that's a com she didn't under like, <laughs> Wow. Underwire. Are that you almost amazing. done over there?
2: Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just kind of I'm just kind of messing around here. Well
4: let's well, just don't. <laughs> to do this.
2: No, I, thought to you guys were, I thought you guys were talking I've got a forty trying, minute drive. I was <laughs> trying not to get in the way. Um okay, well cool. So you've got me uh Does anyone want to read this when I'm done with it? Yeah, I would. Okay. I'd like to
4: Very interesting. Is the other part of that the crisis part is
0: it is there additional stuff in mm-hmm. it as well it's just a book which after reading crisis on infinite earth probably the fifth time um superboy prime does not play a big role in it. no all. he doesn't he's no, in there he's, he's in there like three frames yeah not it. at all hey i'm here i would like to read that though yeah <laughs> that's kind of that's how he shows up hey i'm here hey everybody. hey i'm superboy prime <laughs> okay you ready? i'll go with you guys too yes nice Press it. oh. It's time for the word of the week. Frank, have you been studying? Yes. And now, here's your friendly neighborhood
1: voice. Take it away.
4: This is it, what? Lucini what? forward from the, sky, let's get rich, what? What? the can't quit. what?
2: All right, so uh this week's word, you'll be happy to know, what? is. <laughs> pulchritudinous. Not oh. bad, huh?
0: pulchritudinous No, I, I forget how this goes. Do we ask Pultra- you to use it in the
2: sentence?
0: Sure, go ahead. Okay.
2: Bill, use it in a sentence. Okay. That Ivan Strahovsky is Pulttrudinous.
0: I thought it was gonna be this week's word is <laughs> No uh, and and the, the catch is a The
2: catch is that uh uh pulch-trud or Poltrudiness is actually a uh um it's something you want to be probably. Uh, would you like to hear uh, the uh, definition of the word, "pulchritude" yes. or "pulchritudinous"? Yes. Okay. Well, it is a noun, uh, meaning uh, great physical beauty and appeal. Oh. Or. Um,
0: like my sandwich. Or
2: the quality of appearance which pleases the eye, beauty, comeliness, grace, loveliness.
1: Mm. Yes. Like my poop.
2: Yes. It's uh, basically physical beauty. So, um, so that's pretty awesome. Isn't that crazy that the word "pulchritude" means hot? Yeah, it seems like a waste of letters. And
0: why do they? And why <laughs> do they, huh?
2: what? What's going on?
0: <laughs> Again, a disembodied thumb just stuck out from behind the door and gave us a thumbs down. I
2: literally don't understand why I got the thumbs down on that. What part of
4: the professor is right on the other side of that door? Do you <laughs> not understand? I
0: know she's there, and I love her very much. <laughs> you know? I think she wants you to go to bed. I. That's my guess.
2: Maybe so. Well, it is like 2 in the morning, so <laughs> the heck.
0: Yeah, and it's going to take us 20 minutes to break shop, so. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's, l- let's let the McDonald's go to, uh, McDonald's go to sleep. McDonald's. That <laughs> is what I said. And now, yes. here's Umberto.
3: Hola, soy Bert the Stormtrooper de Spring Hill, Florida, y han estado escuchando a Half Hour Wasted. Eso te hace popular. Visita la página del programa a www.halfhourwasted.com y mire los blogs, las fotos y más. Y no olvides visitar la nueva página de mensaje a www.forumforgeeks.com. Envíenos sus preguntas y comentarios a halfhourwasted.com y déjenos un mensaje de voz al 972-798-3830. También nos puede mandar mensaje electrónico individual a Brad, Frank o Bill at halfhourwasted.com y síganos en Twitter at Asegúrese de averiguar el Legion of Dudes Podcast, que sale todos los jueves en esta misma vía. Y hágale ojo a Speak of the Devil, un podcast acerca de Daredevil. Visite nuestro auspiciador, dcbservice.com, y recuerde, hasta la próxima semana, él es Bill, él es Brad, y él es Frank, y los verán la próxima vez en Half Hour Wasted.